0: Say, man, let's go to Zenobia's tonight. Where? Zenobia's. Man, you got to be crazy. We ain't got that kind of money. What will we ever? Now, come on, man. I feel like cutting loose. Once you go in, you don't ever want to come out. It's the hippest place in the world. Look, man, you only live once. Now, what you say, homeboy?
1: Uptown Saturday night is where a couple of nice guys find their piece of the pie, but have to go through Geechee Dan, Silky Slim, Leggy Peggy, Sharp Eye Washington, and Madame Zenobia to get it. Oh!
2: That sucker's going to get us killed. Mr. Jackson, you behave yourself here.
1: Uptown Saturday Night, starring Sidney Poitier, Bill Cosby, and Harry Belafonte. A first artist presentation from Warner Brothers, rated PG.
0: Man, I ain't had this much fun since I was in reform school.
3: It's a big deal. This is our first double feature.
1: It is it is really daunting to think two that. Two for, t- two for the price of one.
3: <laughs> two for two.
1: Yeah, and I'll <laughs> tell you that I'm exhausted. <laughs> I'm, I'm so tired that I think you know you, when you come around again, and you're actually um, you you you, you, you know it's like when you're so hungry, yeah, yeah. that you, that you're, you're not hungry anymore. Yeah, you're not hungry because your body shriveled up and started <laughs> to digest itself. <laughs> it's eating
3: myself.
1: Yeah, I, I'm kind of like that now where I, it's just so uh, I'm so out of it that like you know now i'm like like you know we were pumped and we got into it and we drank ourselves to death and then we watched it and then like we had time to sober up so now it's like uh then then that was like just the end of the first movie (laughs) (laughs) and then we came back and it's like two
3: two movies for one
1: yeah it's crazy i mean imagine when we get into like that like five five for four dollars or whatever that is five nights five movies for five nights or whatever yeah, I don't know if like we'll be able to do that. That'd be like the real true all-nighter. Yeah, we're doing like all five Star Trek <laughs> the first <laughs> five. <laughs> we can't get the six because there's not six mo- nights for $6. There's only five movies. It's only so like the five for five. Yeah, yeah.
3: Although there was someone, I think, messaged us on Facebook that said that they had a deal at their store, which was like seven for seven. Oof. What does that mean? We do like we do like <laughs> six Star Trek. Well, you could do, do the Jasons. You could do well. You could do the Jasons, or you could do all the Star Treks up through Generations.
1: Yeah, oh, because yeah, then what's a little yeah. crossover? Yeah, because there is a crossover. The seventh one is technically <coughs> a crossover. Um,
3: seven for seven. It's
1: inc- it's insane. S- I
3: apologize for not remembering who messaged that us, but you know who you are.
1: Yeah, yeah. God bless you, because we, we've been getting uh, a few messages lately. I feel like I'm so much louder than you. Maybe that's because I have the cans on. The cans. The cans. I have tin cans <laughs> in my ears. <laughs> I was joking before. <laughs> I was thinking, like, uh, you know, having... Uh, that joke's not going to go anywhere because I can't remember the punchline. But <laughs> having Chuck Heston, you know, just just replace Chuck Heston with everybody, you know, in movies. Like, uh, you know, would Chuck Heston be like a good Indiana Jones, you know? He was a good dog. <laughs> you were <know, like>, named uh, <laughs> a dog. I had a little... A I had a lot of <laughs> good times with that dog, you know. <laughs> used to have Chuck <laughs> Heston in there. You know, I had Nazis. I hate those guys. You know, snakes. Fun. Yeah. Why did it have to be <laughs> snakes? <laughs> <laughs> You're looking at, like, all these different roles. Those damn, you know? dirty snakes. She talks in a sleep. Oh, that's what Sean Connery's line, sorry. Um... It's weird, you know, when you're up this late. I was the other night, uh, don't judge me, but sometimes like when I'm sitting in the room, we've, you know, in my bedroom late at night and like I've got the antenna on on the Intel and TV, we can only get a certain mm-hmm. amount of channels. Yeah. So like if there's nothing on, I end up leaving on like PBS.2, which is like the uh PBS.2. The kids PBS. So, the like, kids <laughs> PBS. <laughs> More <You> crazier <laughs> than you ever imagined. <laughs> you're listening to PBS.2.
3: Hey, the you know kids what? Kids PBS.
1: Uh, welcome to Saturday night Movie Sleepovers. Um
3: Saturday night. Movie sleepovers <laughs> yeah I, I'm' we need to begin a jingle we, We're going to get
1: some really weird jingle that's really uncom like unsettling.
3: The the movie guys do a jingle sometimes on their... Yeah, when they mention us, they were the slagging site. us
1: off in a fun way with our jingle. They're like
3: Saturday night movie quaalude, <laughs> quaalude party. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I'm Dion Baya. I'm Jay Blake, and we're here again, live to tape, <laughs> live to tape. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the amazing live the conundrum of live to <laughs> tape. Um, so I'm sitting there watching PBS Point Two yeah. it's the kids, PBS. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm sitting there and I find myself watching. Thomas the Tank Engine. Okay. okay. And uh, uh, for some reason, I'm always confident with that world. Don't judge me. It's like, but I used to like it when it was like, you know, uh, s- live action, like it was all miniature work. Now it's yeah, all computers. Yeah. So that takes place on the island of uh, Sodor, I think the name of the island is, which is, if I looked it up on the map, because this is how bored it was, where it's supposed to be between the England and the Isle of Man, which there's nothing there, but they're saying that this is where this island is. So what I was thinking is, do you think the people of um, the island of Sodor fear like a mad uh, maximum overdrive or like <laughs> the machines kind of a thing because <laughs> I'm watching this and they're like they're talking to the tanks uh, uh, the tanks being like the, the engines and all that yeah, yeah. and it's weird because sometimes the buses have faces on them but then like Sir Topham Hatt who's the mayor his car doesn't have a face so it's very arbitrary who is self aware and who isn't like there's a big crane and th- that's self aware and there's all the all the you know engines so I was wondering like what happens if there's an uprising like and, th- and this is like circa pre-war so it's like 1939 38 so it's like, you know, you have, like, like a Terminator rise in the machines where, like, there's a Skynet, <laughs> you know, <laughs> engine, <laughs> you know, and then suddenly it's, like, maximum overdrive. They all start killing everybody, and then they need, like, uh, someone to p- – suddenly they realize they're out of coal, so they need someone to, like, pump <laughs> <laughs> coal.
3: They have slave They enslave the people. Yeah, they enslave the people. So
1: that, that means, like, someone comes over, like, instead of having the uh, – remember it was, like, the little – the little jeep in maximum overdrive with the with the m60 on top like me 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 if this is like you have someone with a bell
2: <laughs> meep, meep,
1: meep, <laughs> doing morse code be interesting these are the questions i'm thinking at night like jesus this would take a really bad turn if you know the the, the engines finally realize that the hierarchy and they can take over the humans
3: let's hope they never figure that out
1: but that has nothing to do with this podcast not even a little bit no not even <laughs> so getting back to to, to, to us doing a um, not even slightly not even at all uh, us doing a, uh, a a double feature um this is this is the first time we we had an undertaking to do a double feature. And I
3: don't even know why we decided to do the Well, both. you wanted to do the sequel. And I was like, but I haven't seen the first
1: one. <laughs> well, yeah. So, I, like,
3: I really wanted to just do <laughs> Secret of the U.S.
1: And, and uh, yeah, well that that's okay. So, if you haven't known by now what we're doing, we we're, we're doing um, in case you,
3: you happen to download it and didn't figure out.
1: Yeah, we're doing uh 1990s t- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and the 1991s Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Secret of the Ooze. Two. Two. Secret of the Ooze. Colon, Secret of Which the Ooze. Because it might have
3: been, like, that has to be, like, one of the quickest turnarounds, right? Well, they
1: think they greenlit it while the other one was still in the theater. They, they say that, that. It's it's like...
3: Because uh, I mean, it was... It came... It comes out less than a... Like, a week less than a year.
1: Yeah, they, they, they say we're, they greenlit that thing as soon as possible, and they, that's why I think, uh, you know, we're some of the shortcomings of two, let's put it that way, are, are in because of the uh, the issues of getting it out there, as well as them trying to, like... You know, I don't know. Tame certain aspects of the. Uh, I actually
3: don't think two's all that bad, to be honest with you. In mm-hmm. some ways, I kind of enjoy it more than. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> really, I, I really like enjoyed the first. Like the, f- the first one.
1: The first. Good night, <laughs> guys. <laughs> <laughs> we're done. We're done already. Uh, I found one to be freaking awesome because I haven't seen either one of these probably since mm-hmm, the yeah. theater. I, mean I
3: think the reason why I wanted to do two is, t- is, f- a. I like the idea. He's using fingers, ladies uh, and gentlemen. A. My thumb. Yeah, (laughs) I I, I like the idea of just doing a sequel. I know that's why we. I know you. I know know, know you don't like that idea. No, but I've talked you into it. Yeah, 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 yeah. you have given in.
1: Like we've we've brought this up in other times in the Cats. So I I I like if we're gonna do Friday the Thirteenth Part Six, we don't have to do the first five. I agree with you there, but like. I feel like
3: that's part of a sleepover thing. Is you somehow like the first one's out, so you just get the second one. It's just funny. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. What are you? And then like,
1: there's the one kid over your house who hasn't <laughs> seen the first one, so you have to like try to like, explain it to him. We're like, Shh, you'll uh, find out when
3: the movie. And then they and, don't realize anyway. And B, I went to a midnight screening of the f- first movie a couple of years ago, so it's like, it's oh, a, there's I'm, an underhandedness. So there. it's way more fresh for me than I the second see. one was. That's funny. packed midnight screening. Uh, shout out to Steve Hayes' thing, so I dragged with me. He was kind of not into seeing it, but ended up enjoying it. Um, yeah, you see, Golden Harvest, the, the company
1: that that was uh, making these movies, they wasted no time greenlighting, uh, greenlighting a sequel because they didn't want the franchise to burn out. Yeah, so the they Golden were really Harvest worried. did like,
3: you know, like Bruce Lee's movies. I mean, <laughs> it was like it was like a big, it yeah, was like a big like Hong Kong. Action studio. Uh, like was, uh, Jackie Chan. That's or,
1: probably why there's a lot of the martial arts in the first one. And then, like, I think one of the g- actors who ended up hurting himself was replaced by the kid, who ends up being uh, having a prominent mo- role, who the replaces the yeah, Casey he plays, Jones. He character. does like
3: the stunt work for the Donatello in the first one. Yeah,
1: and then he ends up getting a uh, uh, a bigger part because they liked him so much. And like, you know what? We're going to keep him. And then like, I like your kid. Yeah, you're going to get a role. You're going to be the kid by <laughs> yeah, the pool. Yeah. See. Yeah, he's <laughs> going to stay in the picture. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, you're right, and then it came out less than a year later, which is which is insane to think about that turnaround. Which I wonder if the, I'm sure in the old days, if we look about this in the big scheme of things, like um, with like you know studio system films, this is probably happens all the time with the green light, like a green like whole like the Hardy Boys movies with like you know uh, Mickey Rooney, you know they're, they're probably just shitting them out. But yeah, like yeah. In, nowadays, you're right, where it's just such a uh, yeah. I
3: think they were really afraid that which is if they waited too long, l- which is quite they'd be a
1: too late. It's a very possible or very. Um, Credible fear You know I mean especially With this thing This is a movie Where it's like uh, I mean this was Almost like lightning In a bottle Because I, I mean This also They talk about The franchise the, the toy franchise Like broke records Yeah You know Of how much you know, And you, you gotta think For our childhood There was a while There where it was like Ninja Turtles were everywhere I mean like you know there And was
3: it's I mean and it spanned A long time Yeah Because and it there's like I worked with a kid Who's I don't know Maybe A little less Than a decade Younger than us Okay uh, at something and he would wear like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles t-shirt and I'd be like you're too young for that you're too young for that shit <laughs> take, that, take that shit off <laughs> he's like no no man I was way into it I was like no I was way into it yeah but you gotta like remember that they,
1: they had they had an uh, animated series like 96 or 97 kept on going
3: you know it was like when we went to the uh, that comic convention and we saw like the legion of people oh my line gosh. up for Power Rangers. That was
1: that was the craziest thing I'd ever seen because we were just... W- we were just a little too old for, for Power yeah, the Rangers. Yeah, Power Rangers. And that came on the scene and that was, I think, the equivalent for Ninja Turtles for these kids. And then yeah, it's yeah. funny to see them growing and up. It's like,
3: And my nephew, who's like six, isn't a Power Rangers. I mean, so it's been like 20 years of Power <laughs> <laughs> Rangers.
1: It, it, it's amazing to think that they, uh, that they for, that, for that many years, they've been doing, like, you know, and then they're growing up and it's almost like it's like a... It's like you know, like Trekkies wear the shirts, or you know, Marvel or DC guys wear the shirts. It's funny then it's them seeing like them wearing like the green r- or red ranger shoot shirt to like the uh <laughs> to like the, the the conventions, like you know, and hiding that that uh that little. I don't know if it was it's like a guilty pleasure, but they're like, uh you know, they're very much. Yeah. You know, into their own, you know, kind of a thing. And then, you know, then I got, you know, the Red Ranger, who was the, that day? Like, the Red Ranger was there. But they he wasn't
3: even like the first Red Ranger.
1: Yeah, but they were like kicking down, <laughs> like, you know, I mean, Roddy Piper was there. God bless him. He was still alive. Yeah. Uh, and he had passed, I think he passed away within a year of us seeing him. Yeah. And yeah. no one was really, I mean, it was like Power Rangers were out the door. I mean, oh yeah,
3: Power Rangers was a big deal then. I mean, uh, it was. And like like that was like the real eye opener. I mean, it wasn't like. I mean, neither one of us were like, fuck, why does anybody give a shit about the Power Rangers? But it was like this eye-opener of, like, I never realized the Power Rangers was so fucking big. I
1: mean, they went you know, Ninja Turtles, I think they had a show until, like, 97, then it was rebooted. This is cartoon. In 2003, they had another uh, TV show. And then they had a movie, an animated movie, come out in 2000. I think it was 7, which I saw, which was pretty good, which I think was, of course, maybe, was it directed DVD?
3: That might have been. Um, no, I don't think so. The they might have made have had movie a movie. Yeah, the animated movie might have a release. Tmnt or whatever. Yeah, it's just t- t- teenage. T- Tmnt.
1: TMNT yeah. It's like Saturday Night movie sleepover. <laughs> 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 it's the same sm S- <laughs> S- S- and e- uh, But uh, and then the 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 fir- the, the re- their new movie just came out. In what
3: fourteen? Yeah, and then the new one comes out the, this
1: weekend. Yeah, around this this the, the timing of this, this cast dropping. No, no, no pun it, No coincidence there. But.
3: Uh, I mean, I think before we launch in, we should just at least briefly kind of give a little bit of background about it. Well, now. I, like should, I would say that if you're really interested in getting to the nitty gritty of it and you haven't seen it yet, there's a pretty great documentary called Turtle Power.
1: Okay, which the, I didn't know before this cast. The, the so like defi- I mean, this is going <laughs> to save me a lot of
3: time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry,
1: I came here with like uh, I have like like a like a big like a. Dan's <laughs> uh, uh, been printing out yeah, stuff. Yeah, I've <laughs> like a, I brought a palette like. <laughs> <laughs> A palette of stuff <laughs> on like one of those loaders.
3: <laughs> it's uh it's called Turtle Power. I believe the full title is Turtle Power, The Definitive History of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, or something like that. So if you really want to get in the nitty gritty, they start from the very beginning, up through the end of the first movie, touch on the other movies, and then it's kinda out. Okay. Um but uh it sounds like a great documentary too. I mean, it's really it's an interesting story. I mean, because it's just the phenomenon that it became, which yeah. is um, and it's and it, I think that kind
1: of rivals. We talk about how like grossing Batman was and stuff. I wonder if someone did the math, at Tim Burton's Batman. I wonder if you did the math at other franchises at the well, time. Well, this like, one was you know. made,
3: probably made for a lot less. I mean, this movie when it came. No, out. No, but I mean,
1: I'm sorry. At the end of the day, you think about yeah. like a franchise, like you know, with uh, toys and yeah, the yeah. phenomenon. Versus, I wonder what, what would have made more money overall with like you know you had pizza hut you had freaking yeah, all, I mean, all over the this, world
3: i mean i would say this movie. Yeah. i would say that i'd say teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for sure i mean it was it's shocking it really like the phenomenon itself really is like i think you said it already it was like lightning in a bottle i mean they they're just like it was just it's one of those kooky things where it's like the brilliance of putting those words together yeah like any other combination of words, anything else it c- could have been called might not have worked. And it was know. called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It just like captured the imagination. And it's so <laughs> weird because you think about
1: like what the appeal is versus you know other comic book characters at the time. If there's any kind of other reasoning behind, I, I you know what? Why does it work? Oppose anything else? Was it maybe because they were they were really you know there at the right time with all the comic book uh, movies? With Batman doing so well, and yeah, then you have Dick yeah. Tracy and the Pipeline I mean, and all no, these. I mean, it
3: only got a movie because it was already such a big, huge phenomenon. It was created by two comic book artists called uh, Peter Laird and uh, Kevin Eastman.
1: Yeah, in the, which in the, in the early in in the, in
3: the In the grand scheme of things, to brand it that way, the com- like every issue of the comic book was like Eastman and Laird's. Yeah, it's great. It seems to be an it's like John Carpenter's that thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like they had the foresight to like Yeah, pfft, it's what we top. should be
1: doing. Dion Bay and Jay Blake's <laughs> or Jay Blake and Dion Bae uh you know, Blake and Dion's um, uh, Saturday movie sleepovers. And, and it was only done. I mean they were just hanging out one night and they were just like, you know, they they were annoyed with what was on TV, and they and they, they just started doodling. Yeah. And they, they came were, with Four Turtles, you know.
3: They kind of got together. Uh, Laird had worked for this magazine. It was like a fanzine for comic books called Scat Magazine. And um, Eastman f- saw somebody had left a copy of that magazine on a bus. Yeah and he picked it up and he flipped through it and he was into comic books and he wanted to be a comic book artist and he like fell in love with that magazine so he called them up and said I want to be a part of it they hooked him up. they said you should call Peter Laird they ended up forming their own like comic book company called Mirage yeah
1: because they couldn't they didn't really have a better name for it they just and they fell in love like you know the, their friendship
3: was built on the fact that they both loved Jack Kirby yeah who was uh, who was <coughs> I'm sure come up on this cast more than once
1: yeah uh and Affiliations to Stanley, of course,
3: and so They're that's like, how they started. It Was like a completely like a fluke thing. Had this guy not found this magazine, had the guy who left the magazine not left the magazine,
2: yeah,
1: they <laughs> it was were,
3: this complete fluke thing. They became friends and they started this business. And like you said, watching TV, yeah, they were one just night,
1: sketching, doodling, funny stuff, and then
3: and Eastman draws this picture of a turtle with uh, you know like with nunchucks and stuff, and he's pointing it, he holds it up to Laird, and he said a ninja turtle. Now, I believe m- the company Mondo, uh, Mondotees.com, dot com, they do posters and stuff. I believe they actually created, they commissioned, and had a figure made that's of that sketch of it. Oh, really? So you can buy an action figure that's based off of that yeah. original sketch. Which, if you're kind of a diehard turtle fan, I'm sure you, you've probably seen that sketch before. And if you haven't, if you just Google like original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle sketch, we'll, I'm we'll, sure put, you'll we'll find put a link it. in the cast. Um, and then to kind of like. You know, as a little bit of competition, Laird drew his version of the, te- of the of a Ninja Turtle, and then to up that, Eastman drew four of them all with different weapons, and then Laird kind of drew that as a fake cover of a comic book, and it said Ninja Turtles. And then Laird's like, "I think we should add the wor- words Teenage Mutant." <laughs> yeah, because <create> te-
1: <laughs> they were big fans of Chud.
3: <laughs> yeah, and no, I'm kidding. And you know. uh, so it became Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like I said, that name is kind of like. It's like that's really the genius of it, I think is that name, so then they're like,
1: well, they used a tax refund and they used a loan from Eastman's uncle, and they were able to self publish
3: well, at the time that's yeah, at the time. The underground comic publishing movement was kind of big. You yeah. had like tons cr- of stuff, like in the Crumb, yeah, and all these Ralph things. Ralph
1: Snart. There was, I mean, there's a lot of stuff. I, I mean, we were l- reading comic books, and we're time. talking
3: like early to mid eighties. Yeah,
1: I mean, there was a lot of stuff like in the late eighties, like the the uh, the Sleaze Brothers. there's like so yeah. many like stuff back then that was like, you know, independent comics. It was,
3: it's like the, it was like it's like the podcast phenomenon. Yeah. It's like, you know, we don't have access to like a radio station, so we're yeah. going to record let's just record our own thing yeah, yeah. and we'll put it out there and whoever wants to read it or listen to it or whatever your medium wall. is they can do it so they they took a loan from from Eastman's uncle and they printed the original run was like 3,000 copies it took them like two months or two and a half yeah, months and or they were
1: roughly uh, they're like parading uh, four of the most popular comics in the time which was Daredevil uh, New Mutants, Dave Sims, uh, uh, Cerebus, and then Frank, uh, Frank Miller's Ronin. Yeah. And that would, was kind of like the, the – It con- was very much an a, amalgam uh,
3: of them all. They're like, this is – this idea is hilarious. We should do like a full story about these guys. And they loved Frank Miller and stuff. So it's very much uh, like a loving parody yeah. of that. Like, you know, in, in Daredevil you have the hand – yeah. So, the bad guys in this are the foot. Yeah. Uh, Their door's me- mentor is Stick. And, you know, and you know, Charles Splinter. splinter. Yeah. So, it was very much this, like, kind of loving homage slash parody yeah. of, like, and the dialogue was very, like, f- Frank Miller esque. But it's, that, that's the
1: thing I have. I remember when this phenomenon was happening, I went and bought, like, one of the four uh, graphic novels that, or the books that they released, yeah, these yeah. things. And uh, it's very dark. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's much more adult. Than it's the great, color. and you know, and and I think a lot of diehard fans will know. But like you know, of course, it was you know, black and white. Yeah, in oh, oh, the color, f- the color covers that I would see. You know, they all originally had the, just one red bandana. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't until, I think when they got cartoon. to the comic book. Car- ca- I'm like oh, sorry, the cartoon form is when yeah, they sort of so and they, they the can the, the kids need to distinguish the fucking turtles. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. You know, let's give them different weapons because I think also maybe they all had um uh, uh, uh what do you call it uh uh swords i don't remember yeah, yeah. katanas if if or and then maybe that was another marketing thing so they re- they go to this comic book convention In in New Hampshire with a a limited run, and they end up selling the, you know, their shit sells right out really quickly. Yeah. You know? So then they
3: print more. Yeah. And they're like, hey, let's do another one. That's the funny thing is, spoiler alert, they kill off Shredder in the first issue. Yeah. And everybody's like, why did you do that? They're like, because we never thought we would do another issue. Like, we did this just for fun. (laughs) Like, it was completely just for fun. Um, Then they figured they'd do another issue. Then they managed to get it into some, like, local stores yeah, this is like May
1: May eighty four. They went to the comic book convention. Uh, they
3: created the character.
1: They created the characters in November of eighty three. And then the first run, they they printed three thousand two hundred fifty copies. That sold out. Uh, they did also. They did some really good marketing. So if you go look at the comic book buyer's guide issue five forty two, they did a full placed at so a lot of this stuff wa- was, was done right, and then they noticed within months, their stuff was selling like 50 times the cover of price so um, that's when they decided you know what, th- that's in 84, they put out Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and then uh, they also under Mirage, they they started uh, publishing a bi-monthly companion book which was called Tales of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and then that's when they, they you know, from uh, then they end up going over and 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 going to tv marketing and this is where it comes into play which is funny for us because we talk about this in our cartoon casts on yeah gi joe the movie and transformers the movie that you know basically at this point they go over to playmates which is relatively like a small toy company and they're like you know And I think that maybe Displaymates pass at first. Well, what happens
3: is this guy Mark Freeman, who's like he's a guy that licensed things and then tries to sell that license. And so he comes to them as, I guess, in terms of like some kind of agent. And he's like, I like, I like, I think this comic book's awesome. I think this thing could be huge. Let me go out and try to get a deal. And they're like, Look, fine. If you think you can get a deal, go. Because the
1: fans are snatching this thing up, and they end up uh, doing a whole series, which is like uh, 129 issues, and it's spanning four separate volumes. So it's like, you know, there, there's a demand it's still for like this.
3: Though. Yeah, I mean, it's still like a cult, It's a kind of still a cult thing, but it's like smo- snowballing Yeah, and just getting bigger and bigger. So he goes and he goes to like all these different toy companies and everybody's like, what the you fuck know, is Google this? Turtles <laughs> that are
1: <laughs> fucking, you know, we deal in facts, kid.
3: <laughs> so finally he ends up at Playmates. And I think Playmates had been producing toys for like other companies. And which is interesting for
1: us, uh, you know, of the era too. Playmates is the ones who are putting out next generation figures. So there's weird there's like a little crossover I think even where they did like a, when turtles were kind of a hit. Like yeah. fuck it, put them together. <laughs> 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 we'll figure it out later, you know. Uh
3: so they wanted to start like kind of their own line and it just like it just kind of happened and uh they they go
1: to they they go to the Playmates marketing crew headed by this guy named Carl Erinan. He was the VP of Sales and they just have these uh a lot of very famous within the industry concept year and writers sit yeah. in, a, in a room and they just come up with this backstory and and they come up with all these different things like, you know, that's where they, 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 they start brainstorming, like we always joke about, like, you know, uh, boardroom guys in the yeah, yeah. cigars <laughs> in a closed room just talking stuff up and yelling at each other. It's almost like one of these brokered conventions you hear about in yeah, politics. Yeah. And they come up with the phrases like, heroes in a half shell get coined in there, turtle power, and they end up getting a uh, I guess that's when they go to the TV series and they do a mini-series for for I guess they get the they get a cartoon they,
3: yeah they do like five issues with uh, Fred Wolf films and uh,
1: yeah they do a five a five episode miniseries which airs it aired three times before it found an audience it came out in eighty seven I don't late, remember late eighty seven think about it us said it was like
3: between Christmas and New Year's I don't remember. Uh, Turtles
1: that early in my time, 87, because at 87, I was still watching. That's G.I. Joe, the movie for me. I know. Uh, it was
3: probably like 89.
1: Yeah, for me, it's like because then I think about like cops. Remember Fighting Crime in a Future Time? That's like 88. Yeah. You know, and then before that, then that's when, um, you know, Batman hits like in 89, the summer of 89. So it's like, I guess I can't think for me like playing with Batman thinking there's turtles out there yet because for me, my next step after Batman is turtles.
3: Well, it aired. And then it sold toys, and then that was, like, it. But then it went to, the s- then it went to Saturday mornings. But what happened was, like, that was kind of it. Like, whoever aired it or financed the cartoon was like, no, it did what it needed to do. We made X amount of dollars. But Fred Wolf, who pr- produced the, the series, was like, you know, why, should, why we should do more?
1: Yeah. They ended like, we should
3: keep going. So he went back to Playmates.
1: And they ended up getting a deal with CBS.
3: And he's like, I think we can. I think we can do more. Like we can just keep this going. So they're like, fine. So they. That's when it just became a thing. And then at so, at some point, it was on like every day.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, you're right. It, it, the original air the the five part miniseries aired December twenty eighth, eighty seven, and it, it went to a Saturday morning series in October the first of eighty eight with thirteen episodes. And then that was when the, the they started to to make the emphasis more on humor than the com- uh, than comics were, and they yeah. kind of went away. And this is kind of a thing that the that um kind of pissed off diehard fans which I can completely say see Where it's like you know I think there is a area where in one of the um the episode or one of the comics in the back issue they they uh Eastman and um the other guy end up actually addressing this, like I'm, because you know, yeah. you think of the diehard fans who were into it because it's so f- serious, it's so pseudo Frank Miller, yeah, yeah. you know. And then now it's getting d- dumbed down for kids, and they're saying "Cowabunga, dude," "Cowabunga," and they're saying, you know, all those, yeah. you know, all these phrases. It becomes more that surfer thing.
3: Yeah, well, it becomes a you, you
1: know kids' cartoon show. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it becomes it becomes like you know four wise cracking, you know. Uh, teenagers who you know who eat pizza and and then you know that's why they well, have the color coded yeah. masks.
3: That was the thing. It was like they were like, okay, we need the kids, and then they hired this uh, the higher writer um, named David Wise. Now originally they they want they went to Chuck Lorre yeah. with it, who did like big who does Big Bang Theory and and uh, you know uh, maybe Two Broke Girls and all that stuff. But before he got into sitcoms, he was doing cartoon shows and he they went to him but he was just about trying to st- get into the sitcom world and he suggested this guy david wise so david wise kind of he's the one that wrote the original mini and then so a lot of it comes from him in terms of like and obviously working with playmates and trying to sell toys to kids so you know he makes a very the distinction about all the characters, and Mikey's kind of the youngest, Michelangelo's kind of the youngest one, and
1: it's it's brilliant marketing. You want to have everyone, have and they're trying to think of like catchphrases. You know. And he
3: puts in an episode, the word cowabunga, yeah, because he remembered a Charles Schultz comic yeah. from like the '60s. There you go, where Snoopy was surfing, and then he. He says, or has a thought bubble. Or he says, "Cowabunga." Yeah. So he put that in one of the episodes, and they're like, you know. And then after they listen to like the recording of the voice recording session, they were like, you know what? That's a it's a catchy phrase. Yeah, put that in. Yeah. <laughs> put that in more. Yeah, that's real snazzy. Uh, <laughs> so then it becomes uh, it becomes one of their one of their big catchphrases.
1: And we didn't mention as well that, of course, the, the four ones: Donatello, Leonardo, Michelangelo, Raphael. Of course, all Renaissance. Uh, you know. F- um, artists sculptors um you know from the from the italian renaissance um the departure from origins is um that is in issue 19 of the teenage mutant ninja turtles where the creators you know they, they address the uh the concern the readers are having with this phenomenon they say quote we're we're uh we've allowed the wacky side to happen enjoyed uh you know and we enjoy it very much all the while though we've kept the original very much ours 40 pages of what we enjoy and want to see in our books, whether it comes from uh, from our hands or from those talented people we work within, so they're kind of like, yeah. they're kind of w- you know wary that there are people getting pissed, and like I said, I can completely see why. But this thing gets huge, you know, the the, t- the TV series, and that's where they develop all this, in, in, you know, uh, bebop and rock steady and krang and. Uh, you know they they do a big thing with the foot soldiers they they the, in the original comics the foot soldiers are people they turn the foot soldiers in the cartoon into robots because then they can you know have them destroy endless supplies of robots and it's yeah. not too violent for parents because I guess parents are pissed and they want to crack down (laughs) and it's like well you know it's kind of like having your pie and eating it too I feel sometimes here it's like the parents are you know the parents shouldn't direct the way things are going because that happens then with the two movies
3: and as I think you kind of either hinted at or even mentioned already but the we talked about it with Transformers and Giandro like so many things at that time I mean uh, this cartoon was just a big commercial like yeah. it's only it only existed to sell these toys which is
1: crazy to think that they're that this is the they, that they they literally go to a, a toy company like you know like and this is what happened with transformers and GI Joe
3: it's like a half-hour long infomercial
1: yeah and it and, and it's just saying to kids like bias bias <laughs> bias bias and they did it I find it interesting that uh, in the 80s of uh, you know, Roger Corman's right there in Roger Corman Studios. They, they try to come in and they say, you know, they pitched the idea to uh, the two creators saying they, do, they did a treatment for the film. And they, their, their take, Corman's um, studio take on it, New World Pictures, where they wanted to have four comedians who were popular comedians at the time be uh, the four turtles. And they were thinking of um, Sam Kennison, Gallagher, Bobcat, uh, Bobcat Gold, uh, Gold, I would say Goldblum, Goldthwart, and <laughs> Billy Crystal. And they'd have um... weight, Goldthwaite, weight, weight. Uh, yeah, I always say gold bloom, <laughs> like gold Goldblum and Jeff Gold and Jeff Goldblum. And yeah, just rounding them out. Like, just what
2: are you guys doing? <laughs> What's going on here?
1: Uh, you know, they'd have the actors in turtle shells, and they'd have their arms and legs painted green. You know, and it's like, mm, you know, I don't know, you know. So, but it's funny I almost
3: th- would kind of like to see that. <laughs> <laughs> well, then
1: Gallagher in the '90s, uh, uh, Gallagher again had another. Uh, he he approached them
3: too prior to the movie. He wanted well, the River guy to the movie. who was like. Donatello Gallagher Gallagher's like agent or something or manager is the one that took it and went to the guys at Golden Harvest he's kind of the one that got the ball rolling yeah because he was a they were producing he it. had like directed and produced like Gallagher's uh comedy specials and stuff and he yeah. which I, it's
1: hilarious that you go watch a guy just freaking take a huge hammer to fruit and then you're in the front <laughs> row with a plastic deal, I man. know
3: imagine and there's like there's like two or three
1: of them aren't there Oh, there was more sure than one Gallagher, here. which I can't for the life of oh, me I, that understand. I don't know. I mean, I know. That I he think there's like one, like one guy. There's another guy <laughs> replaced. Them. It's like you <laughs> yeah, know, it's like you know, you don't know. It's like Bond. Yeah, but I, but like in the '90s, then like the Gallagher's company idea was like to have like like I don't know, maybe like even like John Candy or maybe that's the same idea. You know, come in and yeah. and do these parodies. But anyway, so the the, um, in in. Uh, 1989 on September the 25th The series gets expanded To, week, to weekdays Yeah And then I remember
3: f- watching it In the morning Before school Yeah yeah like, I would watch it While
1: I was getting dressed Yeah when well you're not school. Supposed to be watching TV You're like Turn it off I'm, o- I'm almost ready <laughs> Yeah yeah You know And they did another 47 <coughs> episodes And uh, Jesus They're like I think they're like At season 4 now So it's like You know uh, The that's where you get all, you know, that's when they expand it to, like, you know, they get bummer, dude, bogus, radical. Far, you know, they basically make them, like, you know, um, surfers and stuff. And then, you know, you jump on the wagon of, like, Batman's coming out.
3: Oh, so yeah. I mean, you know, well we talk about how Batman changed the yeah. So I think of everything. I, I don't know. I, I guess at this point. I wouldn't be surprised if it helped greenlight this.
1: You know, and, and then I think, I don't think they had all the funding either when they went, th- when they went into the first movie. They only no, had.
3: no. It's like they got, like, midway through, like, development of, like, the costumes and stuff. Or yeah. Like, fuck. So and they couldn't uh find any more money so they went back to uh Raymond Chow maybe, the guy the guy who uh, you know, with the big producer at Golden Harvest, he's like, I made six million more dollars. So yeah. He's like, Well, we don't have it. I mean they were doing, you know, they were a big company for for China, but you know, none of those movies were really big budget movies. Not like this, no. And he's just like and the guy who was putting it together. Let me see if I have his name somewhere, which is weird cuz he's not listed in the on like IMDb, Thomas Gray. Yeah. who's the guy like I guess he was like the one of, the, you know, the money guys. A lot of these guys in the film business, there's people that find money for movies and then they don't get they don't get put in the credits or anything. Like their job is specifically to uh, a friend of mine, uh older guy, he's like in his 60s, Frank. That's what he did. I mean, he helped find like the money for like Terminator <laughs> yeah. and stuff, but he's not in the credits or on IMDb or. But anything. he's getting paid though too. Well, yeah, he got paid to do it. But so he, he so this guy Thomas Gray goes back to uh, Raymond Chow and says, "We need six million more dollars." And he's like, "We don't have it." And he says, "Look, I don't know if we're going to make a profit, but I really believe, truly, that we will at the very least make the money back." Yeah. Like, we will at least recoup the funds so you won't be losing any money on it. And he's like, I think we're really close. It's a big fucking deal. And Raymond Shaw's like, okay, like, this is it. Like, this is all we got. So <laughs> here's, here's $6 million more. Dollars. And at, at
1: this point, when the movie, I mean, they already have uh, toys out. I mean, they, they already had, like... Um well, that's why franchise. he was like,
3: he's like, the toys are big. I mean, this is the time. We're, we're like, I don't know if we're gonna make a huge profit, but like, we'll make. We're not gonna be in the hole because of the popularity of the franchise. And this was
1: huge on both sides of the pond too, which I find like Europe was England. And well, you, you know what's this is what's fucking
3: weird about it is that for some reason in the UK, those censorship laws again. The weird, the word ninja yeah was was like illegal now this is the so they were called the teenage mutant hero Turtles. and th- this is the original 87
1: run yeah. because by the time you get to the movie it is released like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and full disclosure I don't even know because even in See for full disclosure for 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 people who don't know uh, out there already my wife is English uh, off the boat and she says no you know my father and I went to see it it was Teenage Mutant Ninja she has no memory of it being Hero Turtles I'm like look here it <laughs> says here and she's like no it had to be before that 87 you know that first because run because
3: they th- talk about it, and we'll get into the you know obviously we're 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 leading into the movies now yeah the original version of Secret of the Ooze, or maybe it's the first movie, maybe it's maybe the first movie, is heavily censored because they can't because nunchucks are illegal.
1: Well, no, that that <laughs> yeah, because of the ninja thing. But I'm saying the word ninja. I think they replaced it for the cartoon Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. Yeah. They, by but the in time the movie, the, the they, time ha- they, they to have the movie, to cut out
3: all of Michelangelo yeah. using, yeah, nunchucks.
1: which is crazy. So they keep the word ninja when you get to the movie because we. They even say that they 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 have to cut the. Um, they have to. They end up cutting uh, even the line where it says Splinter taught them to be ninja teens. It's cut to Splinter taught them to be fighting teens, which is crazy. And then they have to edit out all Michelangelo's nunchucks because at the time nunchucks were associated with. Uh, with appearing in 18 rating movies, like 8, 18 or over rated R movies, so I mean you know it's the arrival in the UK and Ireland by proxy. Uh, th- the censorship were the word ninja was deemed to be excessively violent connotations for children's prog- for children's programs. So I guess that's the reason why for kids you couldn't have ninja. Yeah. So I don't know. That's why maybe Chuck Norris's freaking fighting commandos <laughs> never got played over there. None of. uh you know, none yeah. of the R eighties like you know Rambo or or or, or Mr T with the, with the with the gymnastics, the uh, the Special Olympics gymnastic teams fighting crime. None of that got played over in England, yeah. maybe because the ninja. But I think once we got to the movie, I mean, even to the point with Germany, Germany is 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 throwing in sound effects to make it sound more cartoony in the live action movie. Yeah, you know, to make it. Well, you I know, mean, th- th- and, that, and that's even if crazy. you listen
3: to the music cues in it, it's pretty cartoony already.
1: Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Yeah. T- yeah. See how it says here to quote to quote I, uh, the Wikipedia. However, the live action movie came out in nineteen ninety. The ninja title was kept in even the UK. In time, nunchuck scenes were retained in previous censored movies, uh, such as those of Bruce Lee. The same went for the PAL release. So, UK didn't get to see the the uncut num- nunchucks themselves it in two thousand three. <coughs> but yeah, the, the ninja stuff off, was DVDs. kept in there. But I guess some of the foreign films, foreign speaking, like in Spain, Italy, and Portugal. Uh, they still had hero teens. Which it gets all so, like, <laughs> so you think about their scenes where it's, like, you know. Ninja. We're, yeah, we're, ooh, ninja rap. You know, it's, like, you think about the nunchuck scenes with, like, uh, Michelangelo squaring off with that foot yeah, soldier. Like it's, like, caught that's cut. You know, a lot of that, you know. And then that's, I, this is what pisses me off about when you get the secret of the ooze, that, like, you have, like, parent groups and you have censorship laws and then them trying to keep a buck. Uh, dictating your then your your uh, your fiction, and they're suddenly saying for your narrative, well, we have to, we can't have them using their weapons. So I'm like, that's why in Secret of the Ooze, you don't have them using their weapons nearly as much, yeah, yeah. because they want to make sure that it but passes the same, all the senses. But at the
3: same time, the fighting choreography is kind of great in Secret of the Ooze.
1: Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of crazy shit going on. You know, I just found the first one to be so awesome. I mean, the first one is like like a. It's it's like dark because it, it, it keeps. I guess I guess why I like it is that it keeps to kind of the yeah the original story. You know, where well, it's like
3: yeah. Well, what happens is they somebody writes the somebody writes us the original script for the movie, he's and then they hire this guy named Steve Steve Barron to direct it, who had directed a bunch of music videos. Yeah. He reads the script and he's like,
1: well, they also I, hire I him because <coughs> they realize. That he has an in, uh, he has a, I I think he he should be nominated maybe for one of our alumni because he was a camera assistant on Donner, Superman, The Duelist, and A Bridge Too Far. But then he had directed three episodes of uh, um, Jim Henson's The Storyteller, which we love, that show. Uh, He directed the pilot and then two episodes from 87 to 88. So they hire him knowing that he has an in. With Henson, that yeah. they're going to need Henson as well, that he's already done kind of animatronic work before with this stuff. So they say, yeah. you know, you're the perfect guy for this. He goes on to do um, Coneheads, which is okay. He does your thing you love, the TV uh, television movie Merlin from 1998. <laughs> Remember that three part episode <laughs> thing? Steve. Uh, uh, Sam Neill Sam Neill yeah he does that he does uh, Arabian Nights which is in 2000 so maybe that's off the heels of Merlin it's another TV movie thing and then he ends up doing um, Treasure Island from 2012 with Eddie Izzard which I found phenomenal which I caught one night I was channel surfing and it's like this thing comes on it's a TV movie adaptation of uh, Treasure Island and I was like, this is great. So, if you guys haven't seen that, great, great adaptation of Treasure
3: Island. So, Steve Barron reads the original script and he's yeah. like, this is like. This is guys. <laughs> yeah, like, this is like, this is nothing like the comic books or anything. Mm-hmm. So, then he gets Todd W. Langan, who's a screenwriter, to come with him. And they, they, they lock themselves in a hotel with the comic books. And they just go through the comic books and they start ripping out scenes from the comic books. Yeah. That's like, this would make a great scene in a movie. And then, so then they rewrite the script with scenes directly from the comics to try to construct something that at least r- you know look you know feels a little bit like you know a combination maybe of the cartoon and the original comic yeah but so they take
1: th- elements of the of the cartoon too they take uh uh, you know, like April being a news reporter because in the original she's yeah. not a news reporter, and then they also take, of course, which I think is brilliant on their part. They take the turtles having different color bandanas, yeah, you know, because yeah. like, you know, and then you know, yeah, so they, not they, having they the create knives. a nice hybrid because at the end of yeah. the day, but are, I think they, they are do are still lean, lean more they, towards the comic
3: book. They're still marketing it to the kids that are into the co- into the uh, into the cartoon, yeah. But they, yeah, they make it darker, and then you know, Baron having worked with Henson and all this other stuff, he realizes. That not only tonally making it a little bit darker, but if you can, if if it's at night, it's visually a little bit darker. We can get closer to all these costumes and masks yeah, you know, and it's, things. It's and, interesting you say and that. And you get, like, really close to, like, Splinter and stuff in a way that, like, a lot of s- stuff didn't shoot things that way. Because yeah. there was a fear of it seeming, you know, revealing too much of the... Behind the scenes movie magic stuff. We
1: talk about in the Warriors podcast we did that, like, the, the DP made a really brilliant choice in the beginning of that movie. That since almost all that takes place at night, except like the last scene takes place dur- during the day at uh, Coney Island, that he said, Okay, we'll just have to justify everything being wet. Yeah. So, they're at the very early in the movie, there's like a montage, it's raining out, and then for the rest of the movie, it's, everything's wet. So, what they do is they wet the streets down, and because they wet the streets down, then like almost, you know, you get like maybe what, two two F-stops better because everything is now reflecting. all Any kind of light you can find is reflecting off the street in, yeah. from the water. And I see they do a lot of that here. And when we were watching the movie, at first, I was like, you know, a lot of this is shot at night, or there's weird, like um, the 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 in in her apartment, there's like the the lighting is weird, so sometimes like there's there's like light flares and stuff. But then the second half of this movie, once uh, I think it's Raphael gets hurt and they go to the farm, then they're out in the open, and I'm like, oh, because I thought you know at first maybe they're hiding oh because it's costumes yeah, yeah. you gotta you know like we talked about it we keep um, patting ourselves on the back and the Dick Tracy podcast the, the, the makeup people talk about how they had to really get on board with the lighting guys because you yeah. know since almost 90% or 95% of the characters in D- Dick Tracy are wearing prosthetics you know you have to have your lighting guys on on the ball with you because if they light it wrong it's gonna look like freaking makeup so here that's what I thought was going on is okay they're, they're trying to hide some stuff but then the second half of the, the when they're out in the fields it's like there's no it's like they're just showing like You know, all their... Uh, you know, they're yeah, but they're also you, to the you don't
3: get as many of like the extreme oh, close-ups, like you know. you know, where like Splinter and Michelangelo or by like you fire know. or whatever, you and know, they, like all that stuff is. I mean, the the, s- the close-ups on Splinter amaze me. Like it look, he looks
1: like a dog. Like he's like, there's like his eyes are wet. Like he's tearing yeah, a little yeah. bit. You know, I mean, like where he's like just like you know, it's like almost like the fur is a little matted down. I was like really into like you know Kevin Clash's yeah. work on there. Uh, you know he, who people know as a puppeteer who uh, plays Elmo on Sesame Street. Who has a great documentary that they did in 2011 on him called being almo a, a puppeteer's journey which is if you want to get into like henson and being yeah, a puppeteer yeah. and stuff like that uh and he plays uh splinter in both movies and i think he did the puppet work as well
3: yeah um, well he ended up uh you know the henson company came aboard and uh, and jim henson didn't have a whole lot to do specifically with but him. god this bless he was still alive at this yeah point. Yeah. yeah this was like his last the last feature film like he was involved yeah. with his uh, his son brian uh came on as the uh, the original head puppeteer and then passed that job over to kevin clash and then brian henson i think ended up directing some of the second unit stuff in the first one in the first movie um and uh yeah i mean the, they stu- the stuff's amazing i well mean they, even today it's
1: they say at the time it was technically the most uh high-tech stuff they'd ever done you know and yeah. they, they designed the stuff in jim henson's creature shop in london um it was the creatures. They were made out of fiberglass, and they were molded out, of, uh, remolded out of clay, and and then then it was full latex at the end, and uh, it took them eighteen weeks to complete the whole process. And I guess so. If we're talking about the first movie here, um, all this, the, the 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 wires and servos that operated the 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 stuff in the the face the facial stuff of the four turtles all that equipment was in
3: the shell yeah well the, the big thing was they couldn't have cables yeah so everything had to be kind of radio controlled yeah which
1: Open they really control. take advantage of in that opening shot where they're walking around the sewers and it's like oh my gosh you know the, the, you have these long shots where like you know these are the people who brought us freaking um uh uh, uh what's the name of the the damn um uh, eagle movie with the freaking
3: oh gosh um. eagle movie. <laughs> you, what the fuck are you, what talking, are you about? talking about? I mean, they did Labyrinth. Yes, which which that's reco- what I'm saying. Yeah. Which
1: we covered. We did a we did a podcast on Labyrinth, and then they did um, Dark Crystal. Yeah,
3: that's,
1: I'm sorry. The people who brought you Dark Crystal and Labyrinth, you know these these guys, you know they really know what they're doing here when it comes to freaking mean well, you know, the, They you know. were the I mean if I'm saying for like
3: live acting they were stuff. like the foremost yeah, I mean it's they amazing. were like the top of the chain, you know?
1: yeah, yeah, and so it's great to have the, these people take
3: now because of know. all that stuff, all that equipment that those uh, act, that the suit actors had to wear weighed like seventy pounds oh, it's stuff, so they're doing i mean obviously in the action scenes, you know you had less probably less articulation needed for a lot of the action stuff, so maybe the heads weren't as uh you know, detailed in terms of movement for 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 the for the stunt work, but yeah. still, I mean, it's ha- very cumbersome to wear that and act in it. Now, coincidentally, we have a, w- I mean, we both do, but uh, me more so in terms of, a, of a, a professional connection to the guy that plays Raphael. Yeah, um, he's the only guy who does the voice and is the actor in the suit. Yes, uh, in both films, I think. No, he, uh, actually got first re- he actually got replaced. Although he sounds, the guy that they got for the second one sounds like uh, almost exactly like him. Um, and he's in the beginning of the movie after, towards the beginning of the movie when Raphael and Casey Jones get in that little scuffle. Yeah. And Raphael leaves and goes over, like, runs in front of the cab. And the guy's like, what's that in the cab driver? It looks like a turtle in a trench coat. The guy in the back seat of the taxi is the guy that yeah, does Raphael. Yeah, because all
1: four of them have cameos. Because at the beginning of the movie, the Domino's pizza guy who delivers the pizza through the grate is another one of the guys.
3: Now, that guy, the guy who plays Raphael, he's in a ton of shit, including a movie made by a former teacher of ours, Bob Dean. Siegel. Bob. He's what? in Swimming. Oh, he's in swimming, which you edited. Which I edited the version of it that ended up being released on video. I didn't. Or DVD. Film. Yeah, the d- DVD. Yeah, the home video, re- home DVD release of it is uh, an edit. It was is I recut the film. and He plays uh, Lauren Ambrose's brother, and he showed us that guy's audition when we were. In is he the class. one with
1: the freaking, with the with the, freaking, uh, with keep, the, with the uh, uh, keep the change or whatever the hell that, that line is? Yeah, he's like a
3: fry cook in the back yeah, of this thing. Yeah, and it's, it's something about what the, and, with he the saw his ori- and he showed us his original audition as terms of like working with actors and oh, stuff. I oh, I didn't remember any of that. And she is,
1: people will know her from, what, Six Feet Under? She was in Six Feet and Under and, then she, and was she was, was also just in that.
3: The X-Files, New X-Files the last. Oh, that was her. She was like the FBI agent. Yeah, the
1: younger, she was what, Einstein or Scully or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, was her name Einstein Or was the other it, one Name Einstein Yeah She might have been Einstein yeah. I don't remember It's so late here We're just we're just messing stuff well, anyway, up So
3: there's a little bit Of a connection with the guy And I remember Bob telling us Like he played He was in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and we're like That guy? Yeah. What did he do? He's <laughs> <laughs> like he was One of the turtles I'm like fuck you He's not one of yeah. the <laughs> you're not, you know. Turns out he was right He played yeah. Raphael
1: Yeah Bob was our, our, our What was he? You know? Yeah because he taught us directing Yeah he was directing class And he had done He he did a great movie With uh, George C. E. Scott An HBO movie That won a big praise Um well, Dame, of course, escapes me now because yeah. <laughs> it's so late. And then he did swimming. He did some other stuff as well. But uh, That's the our, other
3: big casting choice is Elias Kodyas plays Casey Jones.
1: Yeah, which is great at the time. He's uh, a uh,
3: great it, actor. I mean, I, you know, I'm a big Cronenberg fan. And even though I know uh, the movie Crash is very polarizing, it's a film that I have uh, uh, you know, a certain uh, love for. And he's great in that. I mean, he's in a lot of great stuff. He's a great actor. And he's in it? the
1: prophecy one of my favorites yeah, yeah. prophecy yeah.
3: perfect that's a perfect example yeah.
1: um and i think he's also in his he might be at the beginning of um uh what's the what's the denzel washington movie with the uh time is on my side remember the oh uh, uh, fallen yeah he's the one i think yeah, that they yeah. kill at the beginning yeah, he goes to he's the one that has a spirit he's of in the 1st that at first.
3: remake of uh, let the right one end. Oh Let yeah, he is. In. He's in that. Great. Yeah. I love. I love you. Before we curious.
1: get away with it, they say that they talk about the mo- the motors in the head. They said it was so uncomfortable that a lot of the people would say that uh, when they had it on them and it was all that stuff was going, it sounded like. Uh, being in Grand Central Station or Grand Central Terminals, you're supposed to yeah. say it in rush hour with a ten can over your head because it was so loud. One of the one of the guys actually nose. got sick. Well, one and of the guys threw <laughs> up
3: inside. Oh my <laughs> god!
1: Can you imagine that. That's like almost like you hear about Michael Keaton saying he urinating in the costume, but he yeah, won't tell you yeah. what scenes because you can't take the Batman suit off. But another guy in the scene where uh, they chuck him when Casey Jones chucks him into the the stuntman into the can upside down, yeah. all the servos went up and it broke his nose, yeah. and he, they had to replace him as a stuntman as well because of that. But um, we're getting way ahead of ourselves. So th- th- we have these great casting choices here. Yeah. With I don't
3: know w- what year is Crash. Oh, that has got to be early '90s or late late '90s. I mean, early 2000s, late. I would say late '90s, or early 2000s. But um, Casey Jones, great character. I remember the toy was awesome.
1: Yeah, he was the one I really appealed to. See, it, we get into our personal experiences with the with the with the thing. I remember. Uh, like he, like for some reason I never the toys I had I never got any of the good ones I got like Casey Jones was sweet but then I had like Yo Jimbo the yeah. the rabbit I had. Uh I think I had one of the foot soldiers And then that was really it I, I only a, had
3: like the main guy
1: And I had the the the, the Who, who uh, David Warner's character Kind of turns into I think in the second movie That Baxter the fly Yeah yeah you no, know? That's a cool That was a cool yeah, one yeah, I had, yeah but it's like When you want the four tur- I had Donatello Because my favorite guy Was Donatello uh, you, know, uh, you know But when you want to have The four turtles And you only have one of them, and then you have like these, you know, binary <laughs> characters. It's like, eh, yeah, you know. Yeah,
3: I had, I, I, I don't know. I think one Christmas I got all four turtles. Jesus, and you know who's, Remember the shredder, shredder was got so Splinter. hard to get. Yes, yeah, I don't know if I had... I might have had Shredder, too. Shredder was really hard to get, because
1: I remember at the time we couldn't... For, for the life of us, m- me and my friend, Mark McHugh, we couldn't find him, and his, his brother at the time went to the Char World, which was an old toy store in Connecticut, and he stood there, and then they opened a case, and it was like, out of every case, there was like one Shredder. So he got a Shredder, and it was like unheard of. It was really hard. I wouldn't say it's like as hard as the, getting the blank or something yeah. like that from Dick Tracy, but it was really
3: hard to come across, and but he was able to get one. But Casey Jones was an awesome... Yeah, play. he's Aventelani. I mean and, that's why he, and he's in the he was a carryover from the comic. Yeah. And Eastman talks about how his inf- his the influence of like what influenced him for the character of Casey Jones was Jack Burton from Big Trouble in Little China. That's funny. And so when you in that context even when you watch you know, Eli- Elias Cotiez's depiction of it like that character is a very maybe less absurd uh, than Jack Burton. But there is, like, a little bit of that cockiness. I found what was really interesting is the April O'Neil-Casey Jones, like, relationship towards the end, it's very, like, Han and Leia. Like oh, yeah, he, yeah. You're almost, like, you know oh, I can do it. Or like, my hands are dirty. <laughs>
1: yeah, or it's like even, what's his face? It's like Kim My Cattrall. hands are dirty too. Yeah. It's like Kim Cattrall or Jack Yeah, like when he's
3: like massaging her, it's like totally like that. It then reminds me of that scene from Harder Strikes Back when they're in, stuck in the world. Yeah. Well, they,
1: they cast uh, Judith Ho- Hogue. Hogue, I think, yeah. Hogue is as April O'Neil. And it's funny because at the time, she's doing Cadillac Man filming.
3: Yeah.
1: And Robin Williams who's the star of that movie is a huge turtles fan. Loves the franchise. So he helps he he, he helps her with character by bringing in comic books for us. Like look at this. You know, this is how you got to, yeah, you know, yeah. this is how you get, get to do stuff like I that. I think she's great in
3: it and she's yeah. aged really well. She's yeah. really she looks great. Yeah, now. I wish He's they kept her for stuff. the
1: other two. I never th- full disclosure, I've never seen the third one. But I, they bring I, back I, Casey Jones.
3: They bring back Elias Cody as this Casey yeah. Jones, although I will admit is Philip, it Elias F- or is it Elias? F- 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 I think it's Elias. Okay, but I'm not. You know, yeah. I'm guessing. Uh, yeah, That's I how know. I've always. Yeah, said well, it. we don't always know. <laughs> it could be, it could be r- Elias. We're, I we're terrible. I could be wrong, but uh, I've never seen the third one all the way through either. That's I've only hilarious. seen scenes from it.
1: Because I was almost at this point, like before we hit record, I was like,
3: maybe we should watch the third one. Just do this. Do this be a triple for feature? For shits <laughs> and giggles. Yeah, for shits and giggles. <laughs> well, the third one doesn't come out to what ninety three or yeah ninety three. And I think by then, like yeah the phase guys, i think we had gotten a little too power, it was yeah, right.
1: almost to the point now where they were actually having like the power rangers or guest starring or they did some sort of crossover with the power rangers yeah. franchise and even if you go overseas to like they had a uh, in and out in the f- now i'm gonna say the far east but out in asia they had like um like turtle things turning into like you know these kind of power ranger suits where they can like you know it's almost like the the the, the uh constructicons <laughs> you know, yeah, or like yeah. a volt or voltron you know yeah. this kind of a thing um but the 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 first one is so it's it's so dark and it reminds me basically of like um it, it's 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 like one of these gritty New York, you know, we were going to – talking about us doing a series on the summer of gritty New York yeah. movies. Cuz
3: unfortunately, not unfortunately, but oddly, yeah. our one discussion of gritty New York movies is in is last dur- years is during <laughs> weekend at Bernie's. <30's>. Yeah. <laughs> Our, our <laughs> Weekend of Bernie's podcast. I just find hilarious yeah. that there's like this 20-minute discussion about gritty like
1: New York <laughs> <movies> Explaining <laughs> the gritty New Yorkness of, you know, <laughs> in we're... In the middle of Weekend
3: at Bernie's. You know,
1: we Please go listen to the Weekend at Bernie's cast. It's, it's Oh, God, God, I
3: love Weekend. Yeah. I almost feel like we should do Weekend at Bernie's again just because I love that movie so well, we much. should do
1: Weekend at Bernie's too. We, I think <laughs> we <laughs> talked <laughs> about it at the end of the first one because it's got to... <laughs> much <laughs> like this movie, we, sh- we should have did a double <laughs> feature because you got to think about, you know, with uh, rigor setting in with Bernie by the time... Weekend at Bernie's 2 is, is you know, th- he's got to be still. Weekend at Bernie's
3: 2 is pretty bad. Is though. it really?
1: They go to Jamaica. How bad
3: is that? <laughs> <laughs> he's a curse. And music plays. The body dances. Oh, okay. spoiler See, I've alert. never
1: seen Weekend at Bernie's 2. <laughs> <laughs>
3: they're searching for a treasure or something. You see, this is something
1: we could have did where <laughs> you know, we did the back-to-back movie. We could have got away with it. But anyway, we talk about in Weekend at Bernie's that, you know, by the 80s, B- especially by the late 80s, that that it becomes a parody in movies like this, or, or uh, like uh, Weekend at Bernie's or Crocodile Dundee, that New York, Gritty New York is something to be Yeah, yeah, it becomes a, a joke. Of. But we yeah. talked
3: about doing, like, a 70s, like, you know, like, uh, which we do, we took, we, you know, we did Maniac, which is a good example. Yeah, yeah. You know, like Taxi Driver,
1: Pe- taking Powell 1, 2, three, stuff like that. Yeah, these, like these that. really, like, uh, gritty New York movies.
3: I said, like, if anybody ever gave me, like, the opportunity to, like, guest program a film series at like, you know, at like film forum or something. I would want to do a gritty New York film series. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just do like seventies New York movies. Um, but yeah, I totally agree. And you know what's the watching it this time around, which I didn't even notice uh when I saw it in the midnight screening before, is uh it's nice to see just like how many location shoots they actually did in New York. I mean, definitely some of it's kind of like backlot, New York but like when he comes out of critters when Raphael comes out of I critters know. that's right in Columbus Circle which is like right near where I used to live although I don't think there's a movie theater well there. they were going to at, at the, the time I like guess vantage point that's like where Trump Towers is that vantage point
1: when they did the when they did the uh script uh his line was they didn't have a a, a movie poster yet so his line was going to be cuz Batman was filming that they were going to joke saying like uh you know nice call but I didn't like the suit or something like that like to, to like knock Batman yeah but um at the time uh you know they they you know they had they their their budget was just like thirteen million dollars. So they, they, they you know it was in it's, if you want to break it down it's like one third of a Batman had. So they were trying to like really use the money as and as wisely they did a as they good can. Job. Yeah, they find out uh, North Carolina um, was looking to help them as much as they can with permits and stuff because North Carolina had just taken over the bankrupt Dino De Laurentiis Studios in Wilmington. So mm-hmm. they're like, hey, we have a whole studio down here that, that the state is now in possession of. Why don't you guys come down here? You can film. So that's what they did this brilliant job was they came up here and they did a lot of research up here and they did a lot of second unit stuff up here. Yeah. And, and it, this is this comes into funny, which I've I've been completely uh, uh, very, very I made up. Funny. <laughs> I, I, I've been, I've been, <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been keeping this in the strictest of confidence. And I, uh, over us at the diner, I've, 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 said this to Blake, and I guess it's the first time we're going to say this pub- publicly that I, for the past four months I've been a closet Cagney and Lacey fan, mm-hmm. and it's, and I don't know why, but growing <laughs> up yeah. I've never thought I'd ever. You know, like Cagney and Lacey. I was like, what the hell is Cagney and Lacey? But I started watching it again. What the fuck is Cagney and Lacey? What the fuck is, you know. But then again. (laughs) Look at these two (laughs) dames. You know, growing up at night, uh, staying up at night now, watching it on the antenna TV, it's a freaking great 80s show. So the funniest thing I find about this show is I start to realize, like one or two episodes in, that, you know, when you see them, like I first noticed it when you see them in, in interiors of them driving their car, that, that. Right outside their car, there'll be, like, two ca- taxi cabs. But then beyond that, I'm like, that doesn't look like New York. Yeah. It looks, It's weird. They, 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 they're really, really uh, – they take pains to see what, what the backgrounds are. And then what they'll do is, like, for shots of them on the streets, you'll see they're, they're using, like, a long focus lens so that they're in focus. The foreground's out of focus. The background's out of focus. The people. And then they, they do it in such a way so just, like, right above their heads, it's, it's out of frame. So you can't see, like, long – you know. Yeah, so right yeah. with the sidewalks, you could see – Uh, You know, you could see the storefronts, but nothing in the background. And so I went and looked it up. They shoot it all in LA. Yeah, yeah. So they did all second unit stuff here, and it's seamless where it's like they'll have an establishing shot. And I guess it's really uh, an homage to, like, you know, them making sure they have the same, they're using the same stock of film and all that stuff. So you have an establishing shot in New York City, and then they'll cut to them, and, like, you know, Unless you have a trained eye, you cannot tell the difference that they're shooting this. So it's hilarious that they're shooting this whole series for, like, 60 years. Like, a big show. Like, you'd think it'd be cheaper. Like, you take a show like I'm also into, like, uh, 1970s Kojak where I think, like, one of the caveats of said, listen, they want to shoot in L.A. He's like, I'll only do the show if we shoot half of it in New York. So you have a lot of great scenes where they're shooting it on location in New York. He's walking around, blah, blah, blah. But then the other half of it, it's always on that perpendicular back lot, New York Street, yeah, where it's, yeah. you can tell it's a, a New York City set. But they're not doing any of that on Cagney and Lacey. They're shooting it all, like, outside, exteriors, on real streets, but it's L.A. streets, but they're they're very much using streets that look like new york so my point here is this is a brilliant use what they did here with with this production was they shot a lot of uh you know they had the turtle location the turtles and outfits at specific locations like Times square
3: recognizable yeah really you
1: know or even the uh the cityscape so they'll have an establishing shot and they'll pan down and they'll they'll do a cutaway and then we're, we're already on the studio back lot or whatever or even them doing like i guess they did extensive research into like rooftops so they constructed a lot of studio. This is we're talking about now for the Turtles movie. A yeah. lot of rooftop locations with a nice background of the New York City skyline. You know, yeah. and it's seamless. It looks really, really good, and you can't it even does, tell. And
3: there's enough. There's enough as someone that you know lives here, walks out the door, and experiences it every day. There's enough of like, there's enough recognizable stuff where you're like, wow, you know, like yeah, this I, I, I buy e- this. this. Yeah, or sadly, like, sad, like Leaker Street, like to, you know, like Subway when when Danny like runs out of the car down the subway. I mean, that's that looks like a real... I think that's, like, the real Bleecker Street subway uh, stairwell.
1: Yeah, they, they, so they began filming the movie in July 89, which is, like, less than two weeks or so, like, after Batman comes out. And, um, you know, uh, I think they only shot it, like, in two months, which was, like, really quick for, like, a Henson project, you know, to get everything done and going. But I guess, you know, surprisingly... Surprisingly, I turned to Christopher Walken. There. <laughs> you <laughs> Surprisingly, know, it's, 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 you know, it, it's seamless with the Henson work versus what they do. But then, you know, a lot of uh, I, I, maybe I'm jumping forward a lot, but a lot of the uh, the criticisms are that it, it comes out to be too dark. And even Henson himself, who I love to death, he says it's too dark. He, he he says, like you know, our puppets look great, but it's 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 way too violent for I guess for a kids' movie. And it's weird now to think about you know you look at a movie like Batman. Which yeah. is clearly geared towards children, and I, I can't remember what the rating system, maybe it's a PG-13 or something.
3: But, I mean, I also think Batman was... Inherently dark, I guess? Well, that, I mean, in. we're coming off the... I mean, that's a whole different discussion, which we have probably already had in our epic Batman anniversary <laughs> Six-hour <podcast>. cast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you're coming off of, like, a darker version of Batman. But what what I was going to say was... You know, Batman, sure, it's marketed towards children, but it's. I think it's even more so being marketed towards, like, teens. You know what I mean? Whereas the turtle movie is really like another commercial for a cartoon show. That's very juvenile. Yeah. And that's, that's the problem is I think, so it's like their real audience is pretty young, probably younger than what Batman was aiming for. Yeah.
1: Henson called it excessive, pointless and not his style. The, the use of violence in it, I guess.
3: (laughs) Although you look at all the fucked up shit. That's in. Fucking like dark crystal, <laughs> or even the you <laughs> 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 and shit like Yeah, that. and the
1: storytellers is some of the storyteller stuff is frightening. But I guess you could say it's fairy tale. I don't know. But like you know,
3: I don't know. There's it's a lot of pretty fucked up shit. Yeah. yeah I guess
1: he's just maybe he's talking about like you know beat him up. You know, yeah, it, yeah. maybe it's it's concept violent
3: versus 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 actually uh, scarring. Yes, yeah, <laughs> scarring. He that. doesn't mind if you actually <laughs> emotionally scar child. Yeah, like but he doesn't just show them you know violence. Well, uh, he was also very religious. So <laughs> yeah.
1: But um, but that's either here or there. You, you, well, you I'm can't just find two. You can't find two two more bigger Henson fans than the two of us. So it's not like we're disparaging him. <laughs> oh no, no! But I'm just saying yeah, it's, it's a funny, funny he dichotomy. says that. Yeah, or, yeah. It, it's, it's it's a paradox right there. Yeah, you know, yeah. uh, and it could just be because of you know you know also the other half of him was living in England at the time, and you look at the UK laws with this ninja stuff. So maybe it was you know it was a you know we we talk about in another cast how crazy the the. Uh, the censorship laws were in uk i forget what what podcast what movie we talked about but there's something for some reason maybe was it maniac or was it or was it uh peeping tom was remember that was oh, you yeah. couldn't oh even, yeah, yeah you we couldn't even go. talk about it couldn't movies aren't or are like like straw dogs or you know that stuff was even filmed there they're like you're never it's never gonna see the of <laughs> day you know, what I mean? <laughs> you know they Yeah, they were very not until like i guess the late 90s when they abolished these uh censorship laws that they really like stopped tait- tightening down on this stuff but um uh so I mean they 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 end up filming it you know they they use uh Tarantino's editor on it Sally uh, Menke. Mm-hmm. She, this is one of her fil- first films. And I hear they end up firing before the production is complete. They um uh Baron Baron they they, they grab him to direct because Baron uh you know because of his relationship with Henson. And then uh, according to Josh uh Pius on on a podcast called I was there too, he says that... Um,
3: oh, he's the guy that plays Raphael, right?
1: Yeah, there you go, our, our man. He says that uh, near the end of production, the producers uh, thought the film was becoming too dark, and they ended up uh, firing him and, 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 and recutting the final cut. Huh. Which is, you know, and and I think the dark aspects. Basically, it's funny for me, I was watching this movie, and I wanted to say to you, it's like, this is basically Chud. Chud, cannibalistic uh, human underground dwellers, is... Basically, Chud is, n- n- they were transporting, spoiler, they were transporting toxic waste underground, f- yeah. you know, and, and I think that also happens in, Jason takes Manhattan, they're just they're just shitting it out through the sewer system. But they were transporting it, and it, I think, hit the homeless, and that's what happens to Chud, that, that the, the the people mutated, and then they were eating people, like, and that's, that's the Chud, basically the Chud. But then the other way is, the mutation hit animals, and then, in this <laughs> one, luckily, they turned into, like, great teenager who loved pizza, you know, so yeah. it, it, it turns into a slightly... Um, more uh you know better thing uh i like how they shot the the back the the, the they wanted to make the, the the um uh the flashback old school so they actually shot it on uh, super know, it's 8 so dirty looking you know it's so it's dr- fucking gritty you know and it's it, and it's almost hilarious like it's like just like when a sock puppet that looks like a spleen yeah, you know, like yeah. a rat you know and it's like uh, it's uh, very
3: striking though in terms of it's so cuz th- like the darkness and grittiness of it like I've always remembered that since I was little. Like yeah. it's so stuck out.
1: But it's also it sticks out like a sore thumb, and I guess it's on purpose. But it's just so different of how. Yeah. You know, it's it really looks like he's just like you know they used like a real simple like <laughs> puppet, and I guess it's yeah like you're saying the grittiness and like the all that grain like yeah see, yeah. It's like very. Yeah, I like, always like, remembered it it's, like being reversal like, film. So,
3: like gritty looking.
1: Uh, you know they wanted t- they wanted um. to to bring certain aspects of the comic over to the movie, like they wanted to try the yellow jumpsuit. And it gets into here with with our actress, um, Judith Hogue, I guess. She was complaining on set about the violence and the six-day work schedule. So uh, one of these things here was they tried her in a yellow jumpsuit and she thought it looked horrible. She's like, I'm not wearing this because that's what the character wore on the Cartoon, cartoon show yeah. so they kind of made an homage to it and they had her wear the yellow um, um, like slicker uh, yeah the, the the rain jacket uh, but I guess they had a problem with her like complaining and stuff so they don't even ask her back for the second we we're getting ahead of ourselves they don't even ask her back for the second movie. it's not even like they got into talks like okay see you later <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. But um, so uh, I guess what else? I, I don't know. Um, you know, they t- t- and then the difference in height with the co- with the comic, well, well, you know, where, where the, the the in the comics they're supposed to be like three, to f- three or four feet tall, but then you know in this movie, of course, because of people playing them, yeah, it's yeah. five to six feet tall. And then the, the issues with Shredder, uh, we have a cameo by our man Sam Rockwell, who I remember way back in the day. You know, that's he's head one of thug. Like, he's head thug. You know, he's like you know Menthol or regular. And then at the end, he gives like you yeah, know, yeah.
3: go check out. P- he's whatever. the only guy that has lines. Basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Out of the foot, and it's funny seeing him in that. that it's in a
3: that. great concept of for the foot, I think. For this, well, that's the whole other thing too. It's like, like there's,
1: there's a mysterious, like with the the plot. We haven't got into the plot, but I guess the I don't plot think of we need wo- to get that much yeah. into it. It's just, you know, there's, there's this. Ra-
3: <laughs> if you haven't seen it, then see it. And if you haven't seen it, like we'd spoil the plot for you anyway. Yeah, yeah we're I don't think re- because we're covering two movies, I don't know. We can touch on points of the plot, but I don't think we really need to get into the you know, the nitty-gritty of the plot in terms of, you know, like, it's, it's not that complicated. Yeah, yeah.
1: we you know what I was going for before? I was going to say the people who brought you Dark Crystal and Yoda because uh, I remember uh, Henson also was— uh,
3: I don't know if—I ha- really don't think Henson did anything with Yoda. I mean, I know Frank, I, Frank Oz, you know, puppeteered. But you don't think he had any kind of the conceptual I don't f- thing? You think I don't it's all
1: Frank Oz and, like, they, they th- I think they just had completely? another guy. Oh, okay. I think
3: you know, like Lucas hired somebody, and then they hired Frank. No, because oh, I thought th- I've seen like pictures on. Haven't you seen? Like, I, yeah, I think we I might have like,
1: posted it. You know, of, like him uh, hanging out with. Uh,
3: I've seen. Th- oh yeah, like oh yeah,
1: you've seen like Kermit and, and yeah, Fozzie yeah. on set. Like I'm sure he was there. Yeah, uh, I don't
3: think he. I don't think Henson. Uh, hanging out
1: the Dagobah <laughs> system, they took a long <laughs> turn. Created uh, Yoda,
3: but uh, funny you say Yoda because I feel like, like I said, uh, you know, April and Casey Jones have a very Han and Leia vibe. Obviously splinter is a very yoda-esque character and i think maybe even more so in the second one i mean he's the he's the wisdom he's like the obviously he's the patriarch of that group but he's you know he's he's the wise one yeah and he's the one trying to to (laughs) train them keep them focused you know prepare them for what's ahead uh prepare them for a world that isn't ready for giant (laughs) turtles you know you must be ninja you must be uh, invisible practice invisibility Um, so there's a very definite for me there was a very definite like Yoda vibe just just like the the Leia and Han thing was a very Star Wars thing maybe because I'm just Star Wars centric in general but I, I totally read some of that into it for sure
1: um, but the stuff with the foot, I think. Yeah, so what you're saying is, yeah, that at the beginning with them, just like it's hilarious, like like even the woman sitting on like the uh, out in the fire escape, and she just turns and her, her little television is taken away, and it's like <laughs> oh. it's like just <laughs> but just like this concept of yeah. like
3: these wayward kids, yeah, being, being like wrangled and
1: corrupted by the Japanese, like far like almost like the yakuza, they're coming like this, like you know, there's rumors of this of this yeah. band of ninjas or whatever, and then you know they're they're moving and they're they're setting up shop in New York. Yeah, and it's all because of the evil. It was a
3: great way to, I think, one we get Danny as even though he's clearly older than we were when we saw the movie. There's that that connection for childhood. Yeah. So you get that like connection of like the love for the turtles, but at the same time, like the excitingness of being part of the Foot is oh, very yeah. alluring. Because yeah,
1: when you get to that warehouse and it's like I think we talked scared, about the warehouse a
3: little bit with the Flash pilot.
1: Oh, you yeah yeah. Because
3: wasn't it like the bad guys had like a, t- a hideout that, was, <laughs> that yeah, it was very much like <laughs> the. We th- all said all it was. <laughs> one yeah. of us
1: commented that it was very much like the foot's hideout. Yeah, I mean, and, and it is basically. Um, Which, by the way, we
3: did a the, f- the original '90s Flash. <laughs>
1: I didn't I I know, know this, this episode. This, this Turtles podcast is just us self referencing everything wow. we've done. We also did a Smokey in the Bandit well, podcast. Look, it yeah. <laughs> <you laughs> might know, as, as well. Yeah. people You know, especially if we're, if we're, we're referencing stuff we've already discussed.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And plus, yeah. we're getting a lot of new listeners. From yeah,
1: if you haven't, yeah, you should. There's a lot of early podcasts that um, that we think is is uh, is uh, cinema or not radio gold. <laughs> you should go. <laughs> well, back I don't to. know if I'd call it <laughs> radio gold, it's, but it might be worth yeah, checking. out. It's lightning in a bottle, but it's a bottle <laughs> that doesn't really have a good top on it. So we're losing the uh, we're losing a lot of the uh, what do you call that the, the, um, the but you fizz. got like
3: you know you got J and R playing, you got you yeah. know video games and skateboarding. <laughs> I mean it's. G&R g playing? Did you say J&R or g and meant G&R. If I said j and R, am yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry. J and r was playing yeah. too.
1: <laughs> but you know what? It re- it's very, it's very, <laughs> we're just punch drunk now. <laughs> it re- it's very much reminds me of like, uh, you know, in Parochia when they, uh, when. Uh, oh, yeah, definitely. You know what I'm talking about? Now, <laughs> where they take, the, that guy takes, it, they didn't, they didn't talk about fucked up. <laughs> things <to, you> know? <laughs> i don't know, we need to I know, I know. how far part on that rabbit hole yeah, we need we, to go disney and stuff but it's like you know they go to that island and it's like the whole thing where the guys are like do whatever
3: you want smoke cigars
1: play billiards you know but yeah kids, i mean it's smack, fucked smack, up smack.
3: Smack. man i mean it's like you the, know yay you want some candy yeah you know and then it
1: turns into the, the turning them into fucking,
3: end of children
1: to, turning them into donkeys that work like in the yeah, mines, slave them into mines ninja yeah and then the um there's even one of the things where um in the original script and in, in the novelization of the movie, the young boy uh, that that. Th- that tazu attacks, uh, he dies in the beating. Remember the the beatdown uh, tazu gives the kid because yeah yeah, 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 he dies in the original in the novelization in the original script. But they thought it was a little t- you know the the ratings yeah. board was like in the kids. French version of the movie um, he does die. So hey, okay, huh. go for the French. You know they, they were like huh. I will keep with <laughs> <fuck laughs> Mattered. <laughs> 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 Shit, we'll do it. So. Uh, And I got to also say, like, you know, it's funny now you look back and, like, you know, in in retrospect how how funny, you know, Shredder's just basically walking in around in, like, an MC Hammer slash, like, Sinbad outfit. You know, like, the the brightness of the colors. But, like, how they shoot him. Like, when you first see him and he steps onto the stage and, like, he's wearing, like, one of those, like, headset microphones within his mask. And he's like, hello.
0: (laughs) You know, it's like he has that that (laughs) voice. (laughs) He
1: has that voice built in. And, like, how they shoot his helmet. It's just like... all the bright lights off. It's like
3: yeah. f- it's great looking. I you do want to point out. Here's another shout out to, yeah. a, f- to a previous podcast. <laughs> 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 no p- no coincidence. The, uh, the fucking Incredible, Incredible Hulk, Hulk. Uh, trial. <laughs> the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> we did a TV. We did when Daredevil
1: th- came out on Netflix. <laughs> we answered it by doing a uh, the, the trial. Of the Incredible Hulk TV movie from the eighties because. Uh, Daredevil was in there Daredevil's featured the, in that the, the But when one. we
3: We commented on like Wilson Fisk Has like that room Of television monitors And how yeah. that's like Such a, a Like an oh, 80's Like, like, like bat, uh, bat cave. Crime lord Yeah yeah <laughs> You know and that's a, and We got it's Shredder It's and this funny one.
1: Shredder's just Hanging out there With a whole lord of He's TV He's not even watching monitors. Different
3: things It's like the same thing <laughs> Yeah <that laughs> which is at screen. least
1: It's like I think I felt like Bruce Wayne In the Batcave Was watching different angles yeah. Where it's yeah. like This one is just really Hosh posh It's just different Size <laughs> TV monitors so so
3: 80s, 90s, henchmen – not henchmen, but, like, crime, you know, like, you know, evil that evil mastermind, like, lair. You need needs to, have to have multiple Scarface. Scarface, screen.
1: remember? Scarface was looking at the security monitors and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, they took three puppeteers for Kevin Clash to do with Splinter. He did him and then two other guys to do this, you know, the facial expressions because back then it was all remote control. Yeah. You know, so – I get it's. I guess it's astounding. You think from like a technical point of view at the beginning of that movie when you see the turtles basically jumping up in the air and they do a freeze frame turtle movie and then like they come down and they're like skateboarding and stuff like that's crazy to think about these guys like you know I guess you're right they they probably didn't have the um,
3: yeah I would imagine from the, the stunt suit stunt. yeah the suits are a little more but it's funny they talked about how like, uh, there's a frame rate you know this oh that yeah, what you're yeah. Talking? Well, that's worth mentioning yeah for, that, for the techie for the film techie yeah th-
1: that the uh, you know for um, for us.
3: Regular, usual, well, yeah. now they don't shoot film so much anymore. I mean yeah, they so still it, there's do. There's no frame of reference there. But uh, at the time, when f- film was the only thing you shot, things were shot at 24 frames a second. So yeah. it would take f- 24 little pictures played a second to make image, yeah, to make one, motion one image second. look seamless, you yeah. know, without...
1: And then a video was like 29 frames. But that was one second of film uh, of what you'd see would be 24 still images. So, so
3: that's uh, 24 frames a second. Now... Because of the the cumbersome suits and everything, and the way things worked, they decided that they would shoot things at twenty three frames a second. So it's twenty three frames a second,
1: just for the dial for the f- for the for the when the you see the dialogue on the faces.
3: Well, even l- I think even in the motion, and then when they shot the fight scenes, it was twenty two or twenty three. Yeah, you know they because that was that was, was a common Hong Kong like action.
1: I thought thing. it was only for that stuff. Like they didn't do the whole movie that way. Just only for th- like th- close for
3: up. I'm pretty up sure they might have. They might have. Either way.
1: Yeah. I think they're, they're dropping a frame out.
3: They, because what happens if you shoot at twenty three second, twenty three frames a second, it's projected at twenty four, so it's just a fraction uh, of a second faster.
1: Yeah, this is like a, th- a thing like with like they did with animation. They realized it just like gives
3: you know, it a little bit more tightness. Like a little f- more when, when edge.
1: the when the when the Hanna Barbera went to like you know spending like f- like hundred grand on a short to like twenty grand on like the Flintstones, they realized that you instead of doing twenty four you only animate 13 frames but you just have everything be double yeah so yeah. instead of drawing 24 individual f- you know pictures t- for a f- second they'd only do 13 and they just double it all yeah. you know yeah, no one's gonna care and that's no, why it has, that, has that weird look to it you know <laughs> no one's gonna tell the difference <laughs> so by filming TVs. it a
3: little bit sl- by filming it a little bit slower it got projected faster and it, it picked up the the speed of the image a little bit uh, which you know made things a little bit, give it a little more zip. Yeah, <laughs> and a and little and bit and old spice. And on it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know it ends up working. You know it up working hey. <laughs> You know, so the uh, w- we'll probably think of other things. That c- oh, it's also interesting that you know when when the movie does come out, that Pizza Hut's all over branding like marketing, but then in the movie, it's Domino's that are trying. You know. Yeah. It, yeah. It, you know, but when th- so let's get to let's start pushing this thing forward, and we'll come up with other things. The movie comes out, and it and it um, thirteen million to make. And, uh, let's see box office. It comes out March the 30th, uh, 1990. It's number one over the weekend. Uh, it taken him 25 million for that weekend. It ends up grossing 135 million in North America alone, 66 million outside, uh, total around 200 million. And, uh, it's a little discrepancy here. I saw two different things. There, they, one person says it was the highest-grossing independent film of all time up to date, and somebody else said it's the second-grossing highest independent yeah. film of all day. And then when I tried to look for the first one, I couldn't find what the first. What they're saying yeah, the I've first always one was. heard
3: that it was the first that was the highest-grossing independent film of all time. But it might have been at the time. Yeah, I, can, I don't think it is now. But now the more recent is like uh, you know it was either it was one of them. Look, it's either the first or the second. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, what we're, we're telling you. <laughs> The really highest-grossing independent film of all time. And it was one of the highest-grossing films of 1990.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And <laughs> it's funny, I went to try to go see this movie, and, of course, it was sold out, so instead we went to go see Dana Carvey's Opportunity Knocks which is the first and only time I saw that movie. Not because it's bad. I just haven't gotten around to it again. Yeah. So I can't remember if I saw this in the theater for a second viewing, if I w- we went back, or if I just had to wait till home video, which I definitely saw it in the
3: theater. Yeah. I was all about this shit when it came out. You and were I had, a turtle. Like, I bought like... That yeah. was your favorite turtle. We should have got that uh, <laughs> at the beginning. I was, like, yeah, I was a Leonardo guy. And I was a Donatello. Although when you played the video games, which are totally worth mentioning. Yeah. Uh, especially... T- uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to the arcade game. Oh, yes. Which was just Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the arcade game, in the arcade. Yeah. But when it came to, like, Nintendo, one of the great games of all time. Donatello was always the best one because he had a little more reach than everybody else. That's true, the, yeah. The Bo staff. So yeah. in the games, I think I was, <coughs> excuse me, I think in the games I was mostly Donatello, but Leonardo was my guy.
1: Yeah. And it's funny, you look at me, I'm a big <coughs> MacGyver fan, so excuse I was like, me. it's like me, I like Donatello. And, uh, you know,
3: back in our day...
1: Yeah, Back, back in, the, in
3: our day, uh, you would buy movie magazines. Yes, yeah, and s- sometimes star log, in and those movie magazines there'd be fold-up posters. And I remember I had, uh, you know, where you take it, it's like they're in the center of the book, and you undo the yeah, the little, the little uh, the staples, staples and, you, and you pull back. it out. <laughs> yeah, I had a I had a Leon, it was like Leonardo sitting like in one of the, at, like by a tree. You no, know, yeah, in like that, the farmhouse. Well, that's see, setting. They had a lot of deleted scenes that come out, that which we'll we'll include
1: if we can find them in the in in the uh, posting of this podcast. But there's a lot of extra stuff that really kind of filled in the the romance between Casey and uh, April yeah. out in the farmhouse a little more. Of that like you know, uh, you know, Cary Grant, Catherine Hepburn back and forth. And then yeah. there's some f- scenes of them training the turtles. And there's a scene with. I guess it's become legendary in the sense of like people have seen the image of like Leonardo with a big straw hat on. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that that's all from the uh that that was that was um I f- cut for some out. reason
3: I found Casey Jones wearing gray sweatpants the entire time kind of oh. disturbing. Why? Oh, you
1: know what I also <laughs> found very since we're <laughs> talking about Casey Jones was very disturbing is Casey Jones will kill somebody if he's not stopped. He takes it to a factor like basically in the in the when we first when we first were introduced to Casey Jones, he's stopping a crime, right? And then Raphael stops, like, hey, that's enough. Then and they th- need to be taught a lesson. Yeah, and then they leave, and he's like, now you need to be taught a lesson. they say, like, hey, man, I was <laughs> just trying to help you out. And then literally Casey's going to beat him to death. And there's another scene where I feel like that um, later on in the movie where it's like, if he's not stopped, he's going to kill you. He's using freaking baseball bats oh, yeah. and, and well, cricket rats. You know, spoiler alert. You know? I mean, you think about, like, he crushes the <laughs> Yes, he's like, "Oops, <laughs> That's what was th- that was." It that was it then, maybe? <laughs> well, yeah, he just he, he, he just murders. For offensive purposes, he
3: he kills, the, he murders the shredder and the yeah. trash. Back, you know, the people back like he, trash he he trash
1: could truck. be all right, all right. He could be he could have fallen into some trash. It could have been some like foam in those boxes instead. I mean,
3: as we find out, <laughs> as we segue into a, a quick uh, discussion of ooze. Yeah, well, he you does know, end up surviving.
1: And lastly on this note, since th- we should have put this in the front, uh, they had Jessica Beale, Marissa Tomei, Sandra Bullock, Nicole Kidman, Melanie Griffith, Sean Young, oh the old sad ballad of Sean Young. <laughs> uh Lorena Bronco, Willie of uh, no Willie. Winona Ryder and Brooke Shields were all considered to play April O'Neill. Hmm. None of which uh they, they, they took. But so the movie comes out, um, it does a crap load of of, of box office very well, and then they even uh, the popularity is so uh, great at this point. I sh- we should also point out for everyone at home that I love the score for this movie. The, um
3: I'm the, I love the main themes. When it gets to like the, – there's like they add like silly or even carnival-esque stuff during some of the fight scenes. Maybe that's a post-production uh, decision to try yeah. to tame those, the violence of those scenes. That might have been like, you know, like, what if we just make the music a little more goofy? It won't seem so harsh. Uh, those cues I'm not crazy about, but that like, din, din, din. but it's <laughs> <that's laughs> so nice. Yeah,
1: I know. That's what, you know, I for me I love the uh, at the end of it. it that, that took me you know like.
2: Yeah, you know you know
1: it's it's partners in crime is the name of the group and it consists of DJ Keymaster Snow and MC Golden Voice and they did Turtle Power. Yeah, and that was I hadn't even thought of that song. Oh, the soundtrack
3: was a big deal on cassette. I know that
1: was and they didn't realize how big the sound. Track was that Turtle Power? Uh, it was an international hit. Was number thirteen on we the all U.S. charts. We remember Go
3: Ninja, Go Ninja, Go. Yeah, that, but this one was. Everybody now. forgets the brilliance of T.U.R.T.L. Yeah, I mean,
1: <laughs> me growing up, I jeez, mean, oh I was over at my friend Marvin Jones's house. We go over there, and he's a kid that we w- we used to draw together. We used to play Ninja Turtles, and we would he would his parents had HBO, so at night we would tape he would tape all the tales from the crypt. So I'd watch all the tales from the crypt, uh, you know, the um, HBO show on at his house, and that's where he introduced me to Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead. He introduced me to Freaking uh, Creep Show, all these horror movies. That's he why well, he's
3: that friend. <laughs> yeah,
1: he was that kid. So, he, so we were over at his house. <laughs>
3: that Marvin, he shouldn't be <laughs> showing yeah, said, you. That Marvin <laughs>
1: Glenn Jones shouldn't be showing you all this stuff. And he he had the record of this. Oh, and, you on know, vinyl. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, like. And we'd put that thing on. I was like, Dion Ng Power. And it's so funny. It's like, it's such a, you're getting to our hip hop. Rap, uh, you know, this is I think like... We
3: too, yeah, we talked about it a little bit with Monster Squad.
1: Yeah, it's like this and is prior to, to gangster rap, so we're still not like... I guess we're almost around the time of like, uh, is it 91, 92, or 93 with... Um, yeah, it's uh, like deep cover. When, when when Dr Dre and Snoop Dogg come on the scene and they do deep cover. Well, I mean like soloists and Snoop Dogg first gets his premiere, but prior, it's like right before. I guess yeah, you could I mean, say we're uh, up like you know like uh, fresh prince. Yeah, for prince for, us. Yeah, for, 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 for like white geez, kids. Geez, geez, you know, geez, geez. we weren't <laughs> listening to like you know Easy E or or um, you know f- uh, uh, f- what do you call that? Um, it's the one with the
3: guy with the nose. Straight out of count. That's
1: uh, oh Digital Underground. I, that's uh, My it, name is I, Humpty.
3: He's the guy who sings this. Yeah, it, it just sounds kind of like
1: it's so funny to see this song. It's like the turtle. And a half shell. a half oh, you're <gonna> call, and <laughs> call, so it's like you have like yeah it, it's like in th- th- the music video for this is so. It's so you know uh, it's just such a f- of a product we of its time. The we have got
3: the we could have performed it right yeah, here it, live it, it, to take. It's so because it, it's
1: like back when they would have these harmless rap songs, like we said, like you know, uh, be about for movie. Adam's family. Yeah, this just and this was a hit. This was Adam's on the UK. This was yeah, this was <laughs> number one on the UK for four weeks. So like people were like like yeah, Donatello, he's <laughs> a <major laughs> man. Who are you gonna call Raphael? <laughs> you know, it's like and it's just so funny. that This was like. This was it. Like this was a real freaking. And th- this group, Partners in Crime, Crime spelled K R Y M E. By the way, mm-hmm. I didn't do much of anything else. And, but until last year, twenty fifteen, they put a new song out. They put like a Turtle in the Half Shell or something song out. They did another Turtle yeah, yeah, song. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit! <laughs> twenty fifteen. <you> know <laughs> they know where their bread's butter. God damn! I gotta yeah. look for that. And so and I'm not
3: gonna legally download it either. I'm gonna buy that. Yeah, you gotta buy. You gotta buy the vinyl edition <laughs> of that bad boy because you spend the money. I bet on fucking vinyl. Yeah.
1: So uh, the <coughs> movie comes out. So I. I needed to mention this because as soon as that that, that song came up in the end I was oh, like
0: holy yeah, crap yeah.
1: The TRT, I completely uh,
3: forgot yeah, totally because I was thinking that like a couple of weeks ago or two weeks ago when they premiered the the new one at Madison Square the theater of Madison Square Garden and that clip of Vanilla Ice doing ninja rap was going around I that's great. I love Ninja Raptors as much as the next guy. But, yeah, what but we, want, we want we want partners <laughs> in crime to come out. What happened to that song? Everybody yeah, forgot DJ that one. DJ Keymaster Snow and MC Golden Voice. Come on. Yeah, and then the and then like that '90s score. Whew, it's classic. Yeah. So, but uh, like the fake horns, like the the synthesized <laughs> like
1: and so I mean, it's it's really like you know we talk about um, that's like what is that movie? Nothing but trouble. Where. You know, Digital Underground gets picked <laughs> up, and it's like <laughs> that.
3: Look, we, that movie we have to. <laughs> I do told you, there's, there's a
1: friend of mine that I work with that that's his absolute favorite movie. We brought this up on another podcast. I forget which one it is, but that's like uh, Tupac's first that, appearance because Tupac. Is the guy who's singing the chorus all around the world? Same song. That's too. That
3: movie. If you were ever going to call a movie batshit crazy, <laughs>
1: that is uh, nothing but trouble. That movie is fucking crazy. That's one of them where we should map out where they're going because they're leaving New York to go to like Atlantic City and they end up someplace in Jersey, and it's a semi true story where like it happened to either John Candy or Dan Aykroyd. But we digress. Anyway, you gotta get into. So yeah, we gotta get into So, yeah, we we gotta gotta get get secret so the movie. <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna <laughs> cut this, and make it a two parter. So the. Um, this movie comes out and then people it doesn't really get that best reviews. A lot of people um, say it's violent. A lot it's it's a lot of p- parental groups. A lot of critics say like okay that the the suits the Jim Henson aspect look great, but the story's rubbish. And I'm like oh, this is a pretty good story. I mean this what do you want? From no, this is it's a, a kid's movie. Yeah, but it's but it's good though. It's kind of I think yeah. this movie look, holds it's up. It's not the kind of they're you not know? making this movie. But for they the critics. they do they do point to some racism here, which is funny because I didn't think about it until the you know about like the yellow peril. When Donatello you know,
3: drops the N word. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they, had to, they had to cut that out of the UK Donatello,
3: by the way, voiced by Corey Feldman. Yes, it's yes. worth mentioning. We should, the, yeah, because he doesn't
1: show, I don't know why he wouldn't come back. And what was he doing I don't in 91? he was asked back. That's another one where he wasn't asked back? Was he was, was it too many problems with his Yeah, I don't know, because...
3: Uh, the, I mean, all he's doing is... He's not even doing... When he either. did... Uh, do you remember when they did the Corys? Yeah, yeah, that, you know, that short-lived... God, uh, God rest Corey Haim. Yeah. Uh, there was something where, like, Corey Haim didn't get called back to do something, and Corey Feldman was like... Look, man, you know, that that you know, there was, like, this big discussion. He's like, look, you think I wasn't, you know, it didn't break my heart that they didn't ask me back to do Donatello? But, you know, they didn't ask me back. And also worth mentioning, uh, Michelangelo, voiced by, what's his name, Robbie Rist. Yeah. Who would be known to uh, old television fans as Cousin Oliver on The Brady Bunch. Wow.
1: I did not know that.
3: Worth mentioning.
1: Um... Yeah, so th- 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 they say there's a bit of racism here because they say that um, you know they talk about how April O'Neil when the Foot Clan when they they hold her up she's like whoa what's uh, what's the matter I, I fell behind on my Sony payments. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that's a okay, I can see <laughs> <you> that. <laughs> you know? That's a
3: valid. <laughs> a valid uh, thing
1: to point you out. Know, and they talk about how, like, you know, the sto- the, sto- the stories, villains are Asian, so it's like, like I said, again, like the yellow peril. But they're not saying it's a big trouble in China. No, those little, you know, the racist aspects. Right. You know, but um. So when the movie comes out, we talked about the the, the concert because they, uh, the soundtrack because they actually went on a concert tour which is amazing to, 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 to capitalize oh, on the, the popularity. Turtles? Yeah, the Coming out of the Half Shell Tour yeah. or whatever? so in 1990, National? they actually premiered Radio City Music Hall that on August big, I 17th. remember it was a
3: big deal. I it, remember I like, it, it toured, I, wrote it. I wanted to go
1: see it. And this was the, with, with Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut was giving out uh, cassette tapes of the soundtrack coming out of the shelves. They were giving out poster uh, uh what do you call it? They were giving out posters. They were giving out, like, uh, official tour guides. And uh, the, the coming out of the Shell tour featured live-action musics with uh, Donatello playing keyboards, Leonardo playing bass with guitar, Raphael playing drums and sax, Michelangelo on guitar. And the plot line, it was very much like a Bill and Tetz excellent adventure kind of a feel where uh april's kidnapped by shredder and they have to go rescue her and evidently shredder it's kind of like he hates music and he kind of raps that he hates music and he's trying to eliminate yeah, the yeah. For music and it was on pay-per-view it was a big event I remember it was huge and they said that stylistically which i'd be interesting to go back and listen to this it's kind of like uh like hair metal power rock yeah it's like you know, you know
3: like we all you got the touch <laughs> <laughs> you got the power rise uh thing i mean I, so they did this. Yeah, they did this. Song. But Piece with, of Power was also worth noting, because so there are some people that are listening. They're going to know who these people are. Michael Ian Black and uh, Robert Ben Garand. Yeah. Who, they're like comedic actors. They were always on those like, uh, you know, n- you know, VH1, the 90s or the 80s. You know, they're in stuff like uh, I think Michael Ian Black is in like uh, Wet Hot American Summer or whatever. Those guys were on the tour. Really? And Michael Ian Black played Raphael on the tour in the suit. (laughs) Jeez. And Robert Ben Garrett was uh, Michelangelo. And we even have a concert tour
1: track list, which is coming out of our shells. Sing about it. Tubin', Skippin' Stones, Pizza Power, Walk Straight, No Treaties, Cowabunga, April Ballad, and Count on Us. We got to zip through ooze here. Moving on. So so that movie, that that gets such 1990s... um, Teenage Mutant Turtles get such it's high turtle praise. Turtle Mania. They're like, we have to, we have to, um, mark, you know, cash in. Basically, we got to make more money from the people than we already have. So we got to come out with a second one. And they greenlit this son of a gun. New April.
3: Before. April has a brand new uh,
1: uh, apartment. You know what? Uh, this. Yeah. Hold on. I'm sorry. And th- there was an alternate ending to the original one to the movie, which they I don't know if they shot or filmed. Uh, which actually they, they might have filmed, where it's. Uh, it's uh, April and Danny go to a comic book publisher to pitch the idea of Talking Turtles. The publisher rejects the idea, thinking it's f- far too fetched. But unknown to him, the turtles are watching from the window. And uh, evidently, it, you, you can hear, I, I guess they it must be on YouTube, because you can hear the, the actors inside the suits giving the dialogue. Ah, but see. it ne- was never voiced over. So there is an alternate version. So, cut to second movie, Secret of the Us. What you're mm-hmm. saying, this is what got me so confused, because um, going from timelines... Yeah. This movie has to take place within 10 to 12 hours, I'd say, at least from the first movie. Because, one, they're dumping the trash from Shredder. You could say they might not be. But then the kids are m- m- meeting back at the relay point uh, yeah. at this junkyard. I and feel
3: like it could be a couple of
1: days. Okay. so I'm thinking it's the same. I understand why you, you know, would I mean, say it's, it's got They're <laughs> like, they, they, they run it into the, <laughs> did you make it back? That's <sighs> true. We're well, the only ones left. You know, they're That's like, a good point. You know, jolly good point. <laughs> and then, like That's I was saying, saying <laughs> to myself, like, you know what, you know, uh is it, it uh, all the junkyards in New York City? Was it all the junkyards? Yeah, you had to again. come to this one. You have to, you have shredder coming out of this one, but then I guess shredder could have got up and got on himself on a subway or a taxi. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, I think we're supposed to. I need to get to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Please
3: take
0: me to. <laughs> <here>. <laughs> Thirty ninth and West, <laughs> gadget. <laughs>
3: so Shredder, as we b- pointed Guy out, Casey, uh, Casey Jones crushes Shredder in the uh, yeah, oops. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> car- the murder <laughs> one in the bag of the garbage truck. Yeah, and they to argue uh, manslaughter,
1: but I'm going to say murder one.
3: Somehow he he ends up. We see the. I think we see the helmet get crushed, but then the helmet's fine. Yeah, and we we skip over is. the
1: helmet in the in the trash. Then, you, of course, you see the ominous hand come out. Yeah. And he's, uh, you know, grabbing for things. So and the, the foot is still alive. Yeah.
3: They think Shredder's dead, but Shredder comes back. Yeah. Like, fuck all the other plans. <laughs> now it's time for a rebirth. Yeah, and his,
1: his face is all messed up, and they're like, dear God, you have some more scars on your face. But, so... Like I'm saying, same night. April's a new actor. They never, they never ask her back because evidently they had such a problem working with her, complaining and, and about the work schedule and violence. They don't even ask her back. And um,
3: they bring in uh, who, who ends Paige up aged Turco. Yeah,
1: who ends up being April in the second and third movie. Yeah, and they don't. They, they're. When the movie comes out, they realize, oh, shit, you know, the, the, the we didn't think about the violence factor with the nunchuck. Who knew in,
3: in England <laughs> that nunchucks were an issue? <laughs> Who you would know? have thought it yeah. could have well, showed nunchucks in this movie?
1: Yeah, and so they end up, um, you know, because of that, and I guess outcries from parental groups saying, hey, we're taking our kids to see a ninja movie. Why are you having so many Why ninjas? Why are there so many ninjas? <laughs> yeah, so they're like, okay, maybe we should have the turtles <laughs> not fight as much. So they take all the – basically they take all the – uh the weapons out of their hands, and there's the, the people only point to. There's only like one or two scenes yeah. in the movie where you see maybe like Leo using his katana, or yeah. you see like Raphael using his sight. Even the, to the point in England where there's the scene where he used use the hot dogs or the sausages to yeah, do the fake yeah. numchucks. They cut
3: that out because it's it's the connotation. It's
1: like it's like having a phallic.
3: Symbol. First thing we do have to mention though, as we get into this movie, is that it opens with a pizza montage. Yeah. It I opens know. with like people on New York City streets. I know, it's hilarious. Extra cheesy, gooey yeah. pizza. P- <laughs> e- people eating pizza. People <laughs> cabbies eating pizza. <laughs> I'm eating pizza. And then it turns out that uh, you know our, our our main one of our main characters who uh, we talked about being one of the stunt men of the Donatello character in the first one, uh, Ernie Ray's Jr.
1: Yeah, Ernie Ray's Jr. He, he he's he's a pizza so delivery much. man.
3: Uh, he works at Roy's Pizza. Yeah, which for. Uh, the New Yorkers know that that is play on Rays or yeah, famous, famous Ray's, Rays, original famous Rays. Yeah, there's too many. There's a big, there's a big, a uh, big thing with Rays pizza here in, in yeah. New York City, where there's like a million different Rays, and some of them are original Rays, some of them are famous Rays. Much like <laughs> the um,
1: the other one, though. what's the uh, halal? Not halal. That's another thing. But like the uh, papaya, Grace papaya. That's yeah. another hot dog controversy. Um, but they have So Pete's,
3: beautiful pizza montage. Yeah, they have him come in
1: because the parental group say, you know, Casey Jones is too violent. He's killing people, for Christ's <laughs> sake. You can't, you know, you take him to court. You can't, you know, uh, justify that. So what they end up yeah, doing he's is. He's like a
3: combination of, like, the Danny and Casey characters. Yeah, they he's take. The, he's the child, the young guy young enough, young enough that we can, as a, as a child audience, identify with him brings us into the world of the Turtles. This is
1: also rewritten, so they drop like we said, they they fired Steve uh, Barron, the director Mm -hmm. from the first one. This is directed by Mike Pressman. This pisses a lot of people off. Uh, Also the creators of the Turtles, because they liked where Barron was going, because they didn't want the second movie. They they actually didn't want the second movie. That's the reason why they didn't want to use Bebop and Rocksteady. They didn't want the second movie to go into silly territory, which, (laughs) you know, unbeknownst to them, it kind of goes a little sillier. Uh, They, the Gentleman, uh, Todd uh, W. Langen, he he wrote the both of them, so he yeah. comes back, writes this one. Also, the music, John uh, Duprez comes back and does the music for this one. This is the first movie also that's dedicated to Jim Henson. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also dedicate, uh, I think a year or two later... Uh, Christmas Carol. Yeah, Muppets Christmas Carol to Jim Henson too, uh, because he passed away in, in the interim between these two movies. And like you said, we have um, all of a sudden, who knows the timeline, but but... Not only do we have a new April, but April's place, which was so sad because April's basement was like the the uh the, 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 the uh the pawn shop the from first the floor
3: was a pawn shop that was owned by her dad
1: yeah which she's had she's had clothes for so many years she's like, "This is really special to me <laughs> and I, one day I hope I come down here and I see my dad everywhere and hopefully one day I'll be able to reopen this thing and then the next thing he gets trashed
3: (laughs) he gets fucking burned down the whole
1: place burns down and all this kind of thing but then (coughs) in this movie we have a new April and we have a new place and not only do we have a new place like she really like outsourced the place. It's like you know we've got vintage radios. We've got like a lot of like it reminds me of like my two dads that like the Se- <laughs> <laughs> you know? like the sofa. Yeah, the, that the, was like the, the fifty seven Chevy. You know, it's like the fifty seven <laughs> Chevy sofa. You know, or even like what's the um, the malt shop from uh, Save by the Bell?
3: <laughs> oh, like the the, the Max. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the
1: Max. Or even there's a third one that's coming. to My what is it? The Flash um, apartment. There's another apartment that uh, that reminds me of. But she's got yeah, a really, she got a nice pad. Yeah, she she she's got a pay raids and all that. So and um, the
3: exterior of that pad. When she goes in and out. Is the f- is the door the to actual the Jim Henson Studio th- th- offices th- th-
1: in New York City? Yeah, it's the actual Jim Henson Creature Shop uh, offices. They use her as her exterior. So uh, we have upgraded turtle suits in this movie too, because uh, you know technology is in the couple of years has gotten a little better. They're throwing a little more cash at it as well. So we have uh, like the year old servos and stuff that were like with the, that. They had like the motors in the, the turtle uh, shell. Um, we don't have to do that anymore. In this movie, they have, uh, because of the larger budget, the animatronics are much smaller and lighter, and they're able to put them in the face itself to, to have the integral work. So the, they did Fast. redesign the, the suits a little bit more, which is You would think they would have just took this... It, it's every movie. It's like, why waste... Like Batman, you know, why are you gonna read out a redesign the suit? I mean, I guess there's an argument for everything, but it's like turtles. It's working fine.
3: <laughs> it's just Well, you know, they had they actually had issues with the suits on the first one in that when they when they were shooting in North Carolina it was very close to an airport. Yeah. And Oh the radio uh, don't tell me the, the radio the radio frequency. frequencies would fuck with the heads and suddenly it's like the eyes <laughs> would go nuts <laughs> and like the <laughs> like the oh, mouths would oh, open weird. Oh, <laughs> how freaky is that like freaking the uh
1: the turtle suddenly having a grandma or petty mall seizure. Yeah, yeah, it was like <laughs> sh- having
3: a stroke, like his face would start sagging and shit. That's so, hilarious. Uh, and it took them a while to figure out what was going on. So then they had to change their frequencies to be like military frequency. Some of their freaking
1: NORAD, like the Titan II <laughs> missiles, were getting re- redone and stuff like that. Uh, so we have the. It's the plot just kind of the, the plot the plot kind of just falls falls onto yourself in this where it's like it just starts going with you and if you, you're either there or you're not where
3: it's just yeah. it's well, um, obviously we find out in the first movie the backstory with the uh, 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 glass canister with green ooze is what you know causes the turtles and Splinter the to, grow to the mutation the mutation of the so now we have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two again opening with a great uh, freeze frame. Yep, I mean, not, like, the first shot, but, like, when the title hits. Yeah, they're jumping in the air. <laughs> it's a nice, action-packed freeze frame. And it's the secret of the ooze. So yeah. now we get the backstory yeah. of, like, what the ooze is, where it came from, why, who. And then I find, uh, you know, not to jump ahead. I mean, this is jumping way ahead. The but end. <laughs> but, like, I find, like, you know, Donatelle, when they find out, D- David Warner. God bless a pr- him.
1: Uh, who I, I I will say is maybe already in our... In our Saturday Night alumni Hall of Fame, oh, for everything he's, he's done, he's done the phone book. Uh, yeah, he's got to you know.
3: be. I mean, he's everything from you know, he's in two Star Trek. Movies. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he plays different characters. Star Trek. Movies. Madness, he's in Tron. Omen. He's in
1: Ullman, He's in freaking uh, Time After Time. He's in Wallander. The the, the Straw Dog. He's in Straw. He's in a, a anywhere you could show up. He's he's. Can I play in this? He's like that's <laughs> a bad, very bad David <laughs> Warner impression. <laughs> David Warner played by James Mason. Can I can I play in this? <laughs> yeah, can, can Nemo of the Nautilus. Okay.
3: Uh, uh, yeah, David Warner, he's yeah, definitely... God bless him. Uh, Love him to death. I mean, come thing. on, he's, he,
1: at the end of the movie, he's freaking doing like the, almost like the Electric Glide or whatever, <laughs> the ninja ninja rap.
3: But he's a, he's a scientist that works for the company that created the ooze. Yeah,
1: the co- Techno Cosmic Research uh, Institute.
3: So, we, I mean, we have a little bit of the... Uh, you know, there's a little bit of the... Probably like the ecological... Uh, yeah, there's
1: a big, a big freaking radioactive spill... And they're like, we got to clean this up. And they're like, yeah, there's nothing to see here. And then like around the corner, there's like dandelions or what is it? That's, like, yeah, you know, like, like
3: the flowers that are giant. Yeah, they're mutant.
1: Everyone, no one's like everyone's just touching them, <laughs> <laughs> licking it, <laughs> smelling like, it. These are great. You're ripping it off. Like, I gotta show you know uh, Joe Blow this. Uh, so there's no i I'm sorry. D- you know the, the technical cosmic research institute was what it ri- originally was in the comic book, but then because the, the, originally the comic book the oranges is, is that th- it's an alien race that came down to do this and they're like well that's a little too complicated that's
3: for a for, little too crazy you know,
1: because one of the alternate endings was they wanted to have you find out at the very end w- David Warner's character it's revealed that it's like a, a little alien is in his stomach very much like freaking Total Recall but it's like Krang <laughs> from the cartoon show and then he is just like a robot you know, a humanoid robot, and they're like, "No, that's too much." Again, we, we're going to freak kids out. <laughs> uh, we're trying to stay away from the, that. Would have been the, intense. <laughs> you know yeah, he comes out. as like, quick <laughs> 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 I know, go to Mosque. <laughs> but um, you know, but so they they change the name from the place from the T C R I, and um, they end up t- changing it to uh, uh, T. T G R I Techno Global Research Industries, I see. and they have some sort of massive f- f- uh, nuclear waste dump, and like it looks like a, like Randall's Island or someplace. And then like you know they're trying to clean it up, and they're trying to see what's happening. And I don't understand what the leap is that like they were dumping these canisters in the sewers. They're like, we've been doing it for years, <laughs> just to see what on. <laughs> no, it living. was like
3: one of them got away or something like that. The one that yeah. got away. There was tra- one; they were transporting them, and, and one, one just
1: th- flew off like the. the, the tr- it's like uh, Return of Living Dead Two, where it's like that one canister
3: plops off. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the gist of like. Yeah. I think like fifteen years ago, we were transporting them. One of the canisters fell off the truck, and blah blah yeah. blah. Because blah. it's all it's just. I mean, it, it's,
1: we're we're really bastardizing the history of the turtles and trying to condense it into like a, a twenty minute podcast. But it's like you know. April originally was like a, a, a lab researcher that was helping. Oh she we was saved. I mean, yeah, we can't I mean, do we don't need to get yeah. into that. <laughs> <history>. We're talking <laughs> about the movies. You know, so now um, Warner, his characters there as a MacGuffin kind of like to, to give you the reason why. That's in the, yeah, you know, we that's got
3: a little bit of exposition. In, yeah. I mean, Splinter's fine. Splinter's like, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know, in a, in a nutshell, uh, the Turtles are searching for their origin. The secrets of their origin. Yeah. AKA Ooze. And at the same time, Splint, uh, Shredder wants the Ooze so that he can defeat the turtles. I want to know
1: why he suddenly got the idea like, give me, give me the Ooze. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, but he comes again, he gets a badass. He takes his old helmet and he and, and within like twenty minutes he's able to like with like just like a, a file. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's able to himself he like these these super shredder so kind of a thing. And yeah. And then he's able to he's like, I want to find the baddest ass animals you can find. <laughs> and they get him like a little like little wolf cub <laughs> like and, a like a, <laughs> yeah, and like a and like a snapping
3: turtle. And, and, and that and obviously that was like they wanted to use Rocksteady and Bebop, they wanted a rhino and a boar, but it the uh boar but the he Eastman been Laird. They were like, we don't. The
1: w- they were like, that's too silly. We don't want to use Krang. We don't want to use Bebop and Roxy, We want to keep it more serious and make it more dark. So but they withheld the rights.
3: I mean, it was a l- it ended up being a legal issue. Yeah, like, we're not going to give you the copyright, the rights to do it.
1: But since Baron Steve Barron was no longer associated with the film, they, 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 they kind of made it a little more lighter. So it didn't. It became a moot point at that time so they ended up making these two characters called uh toker and razar which <coughs> are both both voiced by a, a freaking uh Final another sonat alumni deon Faye. yeah uh frank <laughs> welker who gosh darn it you know we love he's p- tonight he's playing shredder <laughs> you know as um dr claw um so uh and then it's then they become and then it, you get into like a little more of the silly they're like bumbling idiots they're they're yeah. very much like a muppet Almost like, you remember, like, Jack? Is that his name from the movie? Jack not named, Jack Job. You know, it's like, you know, the big guy. You know, yeah, the, you yeah. know, it's like you get
3: a little more of the... Yeah, they're a little cartoony, these, yeah. these characters. They're and supposed they're to be, like, the the muscle for the foot here. Yeah. I mean, they're supposed to be creating monsters to kill the turtles, but they ended up making, uh, you know, very juvenile because See, they were, you know, they're babies. And, 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 and it's, you know, it's basically like... Yeah, and then they let them loose on the
1: street, and it's very much like go destroy this backlot street, and they, they they do some funny stuff, and and they're you know they're you know I, it surprised me that they let these things go, and they don't realize like in a New York City of our time, they would just have guys come and SWAT teams just you
2: know <laughs> 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 a <load laughs> of clips. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean the, and the the actor also who plays the commi- police commissioner Stern, and he's the same guy in each yeah. movie, uh, Chief Stern.
3: But basically, what I was going to say, I mean that I mean that's the gist is that they're both going for the ooze. Uh, Shredder ends up with the ooze, and then there's this uh, plot of like they're going to destroy the city unless the turtles kind of like forfeit or whatever. So uh, you know, long and short of it, the turtles also need a new lair. They're looking here. They go to a new lair. They find a it's beautiful. Superman two. Yeah, (laughs) under uh,
1: yeah. It's basically based on there's a real subway station in Manhattan that was under City Hall that 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 was made and it was either closed or they never opened it. And it's gorgeous looking, and subway trains still go through it to turn around, but no one stops there. So they use this as a device, uh, which I think is also in the third movie. And yeah, they, I believe so. And this is, uh, to me, it looks like that's where they, sh- like,
3: spent a lot of the budget. Like, this yeah, thing yeah. is gorgeous. It's funny because it it's, like, I always find I it funny when they depict, like, a subway station have, like, stained glass windows. Yeah, well, it's, it's like, like, it's, like, the 18th, it's, like, the Victorian time. You no, know, but it was it's, like, you know. You're underground, so, like, where, what's the... The, the windows le- leading to, like... Yeah, the, what's the light source?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's just, like, another, like, a shop behind it. But it's, it's, they try to make it very look very Victorian where they had, like, uh, steamer trunks. and They yeah, had, like, yeah. a couple, like, you know, uh, steamer trunk, you uh know... Wheelbarrel things you know but they Uh, end
3: up uh they get this new this new layer and then they end up bringing david warner there
1: yeah he's like fuck
3: and uh david warner explains basically that like we said that the ooze like falls off a truck or some shit and uh what i found really interesting is like donatello has like this existential like crisis over it yeah where he's like What do you mean like we're a mistake and then he explains and more and it's like it's he just can't believe that there's not more to it (laughs) like like this is just some fluke mistake like we're not there's nothing special about this i thought that was like a really interesting i mean it's only about like three minutes worth i know (laughs) worth of the movie but it was like a really interesting like deep touch to put on it
1: uh uh, yeah, it's 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 kind of I guess where like you and I differ where it's like I kind of found their antics the turtles in this a little annoying where it's like, you know, and it's like I wish they would have stayed a little more on the serious, these you know I mean they couldn't make it any darker uh, like when they fired uh, Steve Barron the original director that kind of pissed off the Jim Henson Creature Shop so uh, Brian Henson didn't come back to do stuff on this so they, they I guess they used I guess they had to use the Creature Shop for some part to redo the costumes but they they weren't as involved as they were in the first movie. And um, even to the part where the creators, Eastman and Laird, they didn't even want Shredder in the sequel. They kind of wanted Shredder to be in the beginning where you kind of go over the Shredder yeah. And you see, like, you know, his, his helmet's in the sand or it's in the trash, but then that's it. You kind of like to, to, to say that he's dead. And uh, um, they wanted, like, another villain. I don't know if they wanted the Rat King or if, they, if that was the one where they wanted the Rat King to be in the original movie. No, they wanted the Rat King to be in this. That They thought it would be fun to have the Rat King be the villain this time maybe or something or have uh, the Baxter-Stockman-Mauser story, which is david warner's character be the pr- pr- uh, yeah. prominent story in this one but for some reason the studio's like no we want to bring shredder back and you know we're gonna make him a fucking super shredder this <laughs> is yeah. yeah. awesome you know so um it it it's it, it uh, the ball just starts rolling yeah, no, and it's I'll, like
3: i'll agree with you i mean the first one has some definite like serious moments i mean some very poignant things between the turtles and splinter when splinter's missing uh, when Raphael is hurt and unconscious and like in a coma yeah. like there's some ver- there are definitely some like very that famous
1: line remember back then oh this is a Kodak moment and, like I remember everybody laughing in the first movie oh, there's a lot of you lines know, there's a lot of lines in that one. first one it's like we're so iconic where now it's like you just pass by to the point where I think a modern audience might not even get that you know that this is a Kodak moment yeah so it's, e- it's really weird to see uh,
3: there are definitely a lot of l- memorable lines from the first one I would agree with you I mean the seriousness of the first one is great uh I, I I commented that there's things about the second one that I like better. I do think that some of the physical comedy is better in the in the second one. Um and even though like the weapons aren't as big of a deal in the second one, I think that the action scenes are maybe yeah, even they, better they, in the I second they, one than the first one. I wouldn't
1: one. say they ham it up, but they definitely try to over compensate for not having weapons by just some crazy I mean especially with the kid, um the uh Reigns Junior, Ernie Rains Junior, the stuff he's doing. Yeah. you know. Um, I think also in the sec- when they get trapped with the with the with the uh, the, the the net one of the the the, the stuntman breaks his ankle and there's yeah. like a lot of a lot of hazards playing this thing so there's a lot of physical I mean even Michael Ja White who I love from. Um, he, he was spawn and spawn he also was uh-huh. black dynamite he he plays a foot Clan member in, in about forty two minutes in but it, it it teeters a line where they you know like uh the the creators wanted it to be serious, but then they were making it a little more dopey because they wanted it to, to be i guess leaning towards the cartoon more because the, at the yeah. time the cartoon was so established, yeah. even to the point where I think you know maybe to the dismay of the original fans where it's like you know people might not even know you may only know the cartoon, yeah even to the point where they had comic book versions of the cartoon so it must have been really hard to maybe try to find the original purists who were liking the original you know red um bandana you know original turtles so by this point it's like you know you're kind of feeding off the cartoon so you it seems like it would only go that way and also they realized filming the movie that you know since the soundtrack was such a surprise hit and then they did a subsequential concert tour for this movie they they really invested a sizable amount of the budget into the uh into the soundtrack And that's where they get Our man Vanilla Ice To come in I don't know how much They must have paid him For
3: this <laughs> I mean was a big deal the yeah, yeah it's insane I mean uh, what it was Go, It was Go uh, To Extremes Is that the name of no, the album uh, What his album With the, yeah. w- with this on it Or the, what's the what's No his the big one with Ice Ice Baby Ice, I, don't, I don't remember Maybe I, I it was Go To Extremes called Go to Extreme. yeah. I mean it was a big I mean he was a big Fucking And it was star. like to me
1: Like I loved Casey Jones So like not seeing Casey Jones In here And it's like Ah oh, it was You know
3: but it's yeah yeah we just pretend Casey Jones never existed. yeah yeah you know
1: it, it's funny because I think even the turtles saying like you know the fight last night was great and you know but but there's a lot of inconsistencies I didn't, th- didn't even think they cared because even the director he shows up Michael Pressman makes a cameo as april's uh boss in the newsroom Mm -hmm. and uh it's like she just had this other boss with the kid (laughs) yesterday that was like we're having like i wish they had brought like a lot of these movies and i guess it's easier for us to morning monday morning quarterback but it's like i'd I'd love just for a line to explain away something you know yeah i mean i guess you know
3: figuring like kids don't really care. yeah and you know what and they're they're right
1: because i saw this movie this was i think we brought this up in a um posting that we were talking to a, a listener on, on our Facebook page but this was my first date we went to see me and the, there was a girl who lived around the corner from me Carrie Hillman and it was like you know she was my bo- she was like a girl and she was a friend but she was my girlfriend kind of a situation yes. so you know I was hanging out with her and her parents were going to see it so I went along with her and I remember like you know me and her went to go see this, and then the parents went to go sleeping with the enemy. They went to go see that movie. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you're not going to – I'm not going to go see some Julia Roberts movie. I was like, I'll go see, you know, freaking uh, – you know, we're going to go see Secrets of the Us And it had that – remember that claymation opening with the claymation guy? It was, he did, like, the opening kind of a, uh, you know, like, coming soon or coming yeah, – you know, yeah. like, the little – you know, it was, like, like it was sure. almost like uh, – uh, California uh, Raisins yeah, like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah I remember that had this opening so this was like a big thing for me I remember seeing this in the theater so but I was I, I remember being like this was like if the turtle first one was good this one was like you know, oh yeah I've gold. Gone, I saw
3: it twice in the movie theater wow. I remember I went to go see it with a couple of friends and then like like on opening night or something and then like two days later a friend of mine had like a birthday party where then like we all met at the mall for like the you know, to see the movie together, and then uh, go to the part and then have the party after, and like I thought, it was the shit. I was like, I already saw this shit. <laughs> hey, <what's> this? <laughs> I, I saw care. this shit yesterday.
1: <laughs> yeah, they 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 invested a shitload of money in the uh, in the soundtrack, and uh, it, it w- the, the twenty five million was going to be for the principal technology. Of the, the the Jim Henson Creature Shop, but the decision was made to invest heavily in the film soundtrack. So they had Vanilla Ice come on there, and there's a w- and uh, and it features the turtles doing like you know the dancing. The sc- remember their choreography yeah. together. And there's some story I heard where like on set, one of the turtles in costume went to go like give uh, Vanilla Ice what we call a pound nowadays, and the security guard got in his face and pushed him away. So like all the the actors on set went to go like about to spar. Beef with the with Vanilla Ice's security, and the, 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 it was almost like this melee broke out. And like, whoa, 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 calm down! You know all this behind the scenes drama Vanilla Venomous- Ice's <laughs> thing. Um,
3: and then, not only does we have we have Ninja Rap, yeah. Which is, uh, you know, about, the, he, he raps about the turtles. Yeah. Then, during the end credits, there's another song about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, and it
1: stinks because you have the, it, you, it sucks to be that person who's like, that's your second, yeah, I'm, I'm in the second song in the credits, so like, yeah, people aren't yeah. gonna stay hang around for that one.
3: I mean, it's no T U R T L. Oh, well, yeah, <laughs> by
1: freaking uh, the other guys. No, it isn't, you know, it, it, and, um, so, and then you talked about the pizza props, that th- these were reused in Ernest Scared Stupid, a movie near and dear to my heart, 1991, and there's scenes where they, they're throwing uh, pizza at bullies from a treehouse. And that it's was.
3: also worth noting that you notice, that in the pizza parlor, when he get, when the guy who runs the pizza, Roy's, <laughs> when Roy gives him the p- gives uh, the delivery kid, who's the one of the main characters, the pizza, he play Kino, I think his name, the character's name? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Clearly, these are empty boxes. Like both Kino (laughs) and the and the guy who runs the pizza place have no regard for the pizza that's inside those boxes. They're like (laughs) (laughs) flipping them over you know the cheese is stuck all that pizza got all fucked up inside that
1: and that's another thing where like you know you think in movies we talked about that in the Smoking the Bandit Castle like clearly this, there, these are empty boxes and it's <laughs> yeah, like you think yeah. that they were just like hey, you gotta act like these yeah, are gonna there's be no, there's
3: no if there's pizza in there there's no way there's <laughs> those little white tables and the uh, are <laughs> yeah, all, all those like, yeah. holding <laughs> that shit so down
1: everybody's gonna be getting though. that's what I was thinking like in the original movie when, when, the, when the the actor who plays the turtles in costume dressed as the Domino's guy was handing the pizza to him oh, side yeah, vertically vertical. <laughs> yeah, It's you, you're gonna ruin the pizza but they don't care Maybe it's like thick crust. I don't know. Domino's. Domino's was pretty bad back then.
3: Yeah, so it was call. notoriously
1: bad. They like
3: the has the got a lot better yeah. as the years went on. But well, back they did. And, had a, back they in did a those, whole reboot like uh, back five in or ten days,
1: years ago. Though, Domino's was pretty awful. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's it, that almost was the joke that it was that bad. The Noid, the, the, avoid the, the Noid. Yeah,
3: first the uh,
1: that was the, the thing. The
3: era of the Noid.
1: Yeah, back in the old days, if if you Google take, that,
3: if you don't know what we're talking
1: about, <laughs> if you um, <laughs> if you take D I O N and you spell it backwards, it's N O I D Noid. So people used to say, avoid the Noid, which was Dion. You know, um. yeah, avoid annoying buying Domino's pizza That was Those somebody yeah, somebody came up with that. And I was like, that
0: doesn't even
3: make sense. Making fun of my Dion.
1: Yeah, it was, I was like, you sons of bitches. Um, and I found that, like, I guess the Ooze Corporation is, like, for people who live in the Tri-State area, Con Ed. Like, it's like they're, like, the evil you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, subsidiary. So then uh, basically that plays out where, like, Shredder's going to, like, you know, have um, our, our pseudo-bebop and rock study. Come out and then there's that fight and then uh, you know they, they they yada 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 yeah they break they break from one blah, place blah, they go blah, right yeah, to the yeah, warehouse they go, they crack into the <laughs> warehouse ice tea ice teas on ice yeah <laughs> <Metal laughs> ice <laughs> is on stage no, ice yeah so ice like doc, on stage
3: saying like Dox, fuck the police uh, <laughs> just like the dockside <laughs> club yeah or something
1: like that I love that it's where it's like you know they just you know it used to be like Humphrey Bogart's club in some <laughs> you know old movie and then they're like you know because there aren't there like references to Cagney and and there's a there's a Cagney and Bogart reference in the first movie. They're doing impressions. Yeah,
3: Michael Andrew does impressions. He and does then Stallone then and he's Cagney. It's like you know. And then uh, which in is this, in this one he does bogey. Yeah, as they're when he's, they're in the rain with April and he starts giving. Yeah. Which, are, which are which
1: now sadly references. That maybe no no kid will get. Uh, so they, they break into this this place And everyone stops And it's, it's so funny Because again It's like these 90s It's like right out of Like New Jack City Or these uh, these like You know These outfits That people used to wear Back then With these bright colors Like Big Daddy crazy, Kane right? And the guys I mean, like You know You look at the 80s
3: And how like dated it was But then you look at the 90s It's just so it's
1: crazy With these With these with the parachute day pants day. And all that kind of stuff And they, so like The people in the audience The principal like Background extras Are like Hey look man That's my You know Holy <laughs> shit Yeah I'm here too motherfucker. Motherfucker. It's a turtle <laughs> <laughs> So uh And then like I guess the, the 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 script logic is that to soothe the crowd, vanilla ice starts singing like Turtle, Turtle to make it that the crowd think that they're part of the the, the 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 act or whatever so that they they start so then it totally gets into like this crazy thing where they um then they almost they force feed the they, they take fire extinguishers yeah. and they force feed, so they could be killing the freaking things anyway by replacing the hydrogen.
3: <laughs> <laughs> they need to up the CO two, yeah, to, to, they, to, to d- counteract the d- the anecdote. anecdote. Yeah, well, so, the, so they turn yadda into yadda
1: like yadda a dog yadda. and a slapping turtle. Well, hopefully, someone took home because yeah, that's a there. ASPCA. <laughs> <laughs> freaking gets killed. So then, like even David Warner's over there busting a move, and then Shredder comes in, and then Shredder falls then like Shudder had like a little violin on him that he was pocketing he takes it and Jesus he turns into Kevin Nash from the wrestling
3: yeah yeah I don't know if he takes it or it's like he gets thrown or something and oh. he ends up sp- I not know if it's supposed to be that he splashes the, th- th- the, th- the throwaway
1: line's like he took the rest of it but I always thought you're right I always thought he got splashed by it yeah, and he yeah, fell yeah. and then he not only does the, mu- the ooze mutate him but it mutates his outfit yeah you know, his, his outfit it's gets it's like super badass yes. and he's like <laughs> and he's <laughs> like almost like Godzilla
3: yeah and then Nash, as you pointed out played by Kevin Nash the wrestler yeah. who at that time was probably Diesel.
1: Yeah, and then they also said to him like, he looks like someone on a Wrestlemania, and it's like well, that's a coincidence, because
3: and he goes on to, to do Wrestlemania. The, somehow they end up under the docks?
1: Yeah, and then it's, it, because cause they, cause we're at a warehouse, and it's the dock front warehouse. You know, as that was popular in the old days. So, they crash outside the warehouse onto a dock, and then they fall through the dock, a la Lethal Weapon 4. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they're, they're now in the water area, and that's where I don't, maybe Shredder's mind's gone, too, when he yeah. turns, because then like, he's, he's like, I don't care support anymore, beams. I'll kill you as I kill you, but it's not really that logic, because, you know, they can just, <laughs> me, Shredder, yeah, yeah, you, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's Go. like Hulk, yeah, it's like, the, Shredder's strong, <laughs> so it's like, I, you know, I don't know what his logic was at that point to do it, but anyway, he does it, and um, he kills himself, the, sh- the sh- turtles are okay because they, they, they go into water, they come up. And that was another big thing from the first movie. Remember how awesome that was when the, the head goes into the turtle shell and comes out? Yeah. There's a lot of, like, I remember there's a lot of things since I haven't seen either one of the movies, probably since they came out. When we were watching them, I was like, I remember that from the trailer. Or, like I said, yeah, the Kodak yeah. moment. Or it's like, you know, you know, the couple lines or whatever you'd see from the trailer, the, the grainy trailer. You'd be like, you know, how cool it was. So, uh, uh, let's see. Uh, the, then the Foot Clan, I guess, dissolves. We don't know what happens. <laughs> yeah, we and, don't then, happen and then, and then <laughs> you know, sh- and then the sh- Super Shredder, he's killed. And then um, you know, uh, we have Splinter saying, "I made another funny." You know, was, I made another funny uh, for people who are, who who um, play in bands, instruments, as well as people like us in the TV or film industry. What really annoyed me was uh, the XLR cable. For people who don't know what XLR cable is, cable—that's the cable that you you know you you connect audio equipment into your microphones or whatever. Uh, there's a way. You, there's a way you coil cable. So at the very beginning of the movie, with with the with the, the kid who was the, uh, you know, he was like the intern the first day oh, on the he, set. Yeah, could, yeah, I'm watching the him. News co- kid. Yeah, I'm watching him. He's clearly not coiling cable. So that dude who's like the 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 E and G truck guy with the mustache, he's like, just give me the cable. He takes the. All ratty coiled cable, and I'm like, "Hey, that dude does not a coil cable. And he ends up being like, you know, infiltrator. Cover. He's undercover.
3: He's undercover as yeah, he's a foot. Member. He's a he's a
1: foot member finding out about the ooze. And at later in the movie, when they go ask that the dude with the mustache from the truck about what's going on, he's coiling the cable, right? I was like,
3: "Hey, look at him. He's, little he's inside co- joke.
1: Yeah, little inside joke for us. So the movie comes out. Uh, this movie, Turtles. Uh, Secret of the Ooze. Secret and, of the Ooze. And uh, like I said, we talked about the alternate ending with um, that they never filmed with um, uh, David Warner b- having that crane ass little body. Um, this movie comes out um, March twenty second, nineteen ninety one, which you which which is literally the first one came out March thirtieth, nineteen ninety. So that's like eight days shy of a year. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it runs through uh, you know June through August, and it. Let's see. It takes in $20 million opening weekend. It eventually makes $78,000. Uh, and about
3: 10 of those dollars were. Us right were here, these, these <laughs> guys. Because I saw it twice. Uh, <laughs> $656. Like 425 or $450 back um,
1: then. And uh, again, it, it <laughs> and then the criticism was that it wasn't as, uh, this is hilarious, that a lot of the um, people objected because it was too dopey. And uh, it I wasn't one's too dark. This yeah, one's yeah, too this light. Is, yeah, I want one that's just right. So there's, now they're complaining that it's too much like the chill, The TV show is not as dark. Um, like can't, it's can't, yeah, you can't win. Can't get away. You, know, you can't win. A lot of people are saying that it's that, that it, it it's, it's the movie. Ju- uh, the juvenile dialogue is un- unbearable for adults, while the turtle is dopey and casual attitude towards physical violence makes it poor kids role models. Unquote. Uh, like its predecessor as well, the UK <laughs> the forbid the weapons of the nunchucks. So during the sequence where he takes, uh, you know, like we said, Michelangelo takes a pair of sausages, that had to be edited out.
3: You got to imagine that how messed up the ending of the movie, the first one must have been. The first movie Splinter, splinter has the nunchucks, and that's how he that's how he throws Shredder off of the.
1: Oh, you're right. you throwing it so they must have somehow shot it around. Like that Shredder just <laughs> ran. <out Yeah>. Of <laughs> <laughs> and then <laughs> Oops. And, then, and then just into yeah, the yeah, it all that shit out. Um <laughs> th- then at first of course the the, the toy company didn't want to make uh, any toys um that were to direct <laughs> licensed um off the movie and then when the movie comes out they're like okay we'll do tie-in so they made they made better figures remember and had that um secret of the ooze like label on the side of the toy boxes which was there for a while and they had better ball joints there and like a little more rubbery uh to to reflect the other turtles. So um what is this? this is the taglines were backed by bodacious bina- b- uh demand and Cowabunga! It's a new turtle movie. So uh,
3: Cowabunga! Th- this
1: movie did well enough, even though it. it well, c- shout out to the Simpsons too. That yeah, uh, the Cowabunga Bart Simpson thing, which there's is a glass. Yeah, what David Warner is Warner holding, saying like, "Hey, dude," you know. <laughs> so th- this ends up being um, what do you call it? this? Ends up being a uh, enough to, to to get a third movie. Yeah, you know? but the
3: new third movie comes out a couple of years. It's not as quick on the turnaround for the third movie, Turtles in Time.
1: Yes. Yeah, which is what, '93, Getting and then this back movie to like the 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 uh, feudal Japan, feudal Japan, Japan which is which w- we should maybe watch in a future installment. Um, so that w- that was the criticism that I it was made the third funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ninja.
3: <laughs> Ninja. <laughs> 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 Ninja. Ninja Raptor. I hope Splitter says. I made a th- funny again. Yeah, for Kevin Crash. back. So I don't know, we we, we we did gloss over a lot of the the,
1: the, 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 the little things on this one. Yeah, well for those real die hard Turtles fans, but you know, we were trying to get two movies into it. this is our first two, double feature. Two, two movies. Yeah. Into our you're, you're starting to sound like what's his face? Um, Max Headroom, yeah, <laughs> <Hedrick>, exactly that's <laughs> something that no one else is going to know um, should do it. do a Max Hendrick movie. we should do a couple th- I know that we, if we branch into other territory we should do uh, other t- uh, TV movies so
3: there's sum Max all this Hedrick. up I used to have a Max Hedrum poster he oh, it, it was, it was a sellout for Pepsi too wasn't he was it, Max was it, was it Pepsi or? I thought it was yeah, Pepsi I guess it must have been Pepsi
1: um, this this was crazy this uh, this thing
3: you know, wasn't it like? Uh, this was a walk down memory lane for me. Yeah, this was this was insane. This was a big deal. Turtles were a big fucking deal, man. Yeah, the first Nintendo game, fucking weird and tough. Yeah, you have to swim through the pink electric oh, yeah, it was ivy all or crazy whatever shit. <laughs> that was and those were like uh, high bar. fused bombs underwater. Yeah, that, that was high bar stuff at the time. That was the first one. We, I mean, the first game was cool, but it was it was like weird. And really difficult. Yeah. And then I remember we used to go to the uh, uh, skating rink to play the arcade game, which was a four-player game. This is all by
1: Kenobi in Alt- their Ultra Games, 89. Yeah, wow.
3: And then, and, then two, and then Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, the arcade the game. The arcade game. Which was just like the game in yeah, the l- arcade. Leading to an NES-only sequel
1: called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, The Manhattan Project.
3: These are just their kid game. The graphics were really cool for the original NES, like, yeah. in, in terms of, like, in terms of those graphics, looked, like, a lot like the cartoon, but a little, you know, a little computerized. Uh, big Pizza Hut thing going on, a lot of Pizza Hut ads. Well, Pizza Hut, just,
1: I don't understand why, if during principal photography for the first one, Domino's was there with... They, it wasn't even like, you know, Ray, Ray's Pizza. Yeah, yeah. It was Domino's. So why did, did Domino's drop the ball and not keep up the... You know, they could have made a shitload of money with all this concert and advertising stuff, but they didn't. So, like, Pizza Hut again, coming in the first, they're like, we're here already. So it's <laughs> like, you know, they're, they're already getting... I mean, you have... There's food tie-ins with these movies. It's just amazing, like, the um, Checks with Teenage Mutant Ninja themed marshmallows. I feel like you there's, had, like, uh, Burger certain, King you,
3: references in the first one, You, you too. had
1: cereal. Yeah. You had uh, Royal Gelatin by Nabisco. You had... Uh, yeah. They had gelatin flavors: orange, strawberry, and lime. You had ooze gelatin desserts, which is all the same thing I just said. Oh, oh yeah, you're talking about like in the. In I'm the, just saying like all kinds of uh,
3: when we in go the, to the supermarket, mom. Yeah. I want some. Slimer. I need this one. I want
1: Slimer. To, uh, <laughs> H- oh, the ecto cooler. Ecto cooler. I want this. It's I hear hey, that's making a comeback. Don't call it a comeback. <laughs>
3: That's Remember they thing. had Ecto Cooler and then they. That was a t- after a That was an ice <laughs> reference right
1: there. Oh, it's not <laughs> stuff in Lice, That's LL Cool J. Don't call it a comeback.
3: And then uh, they had a t- Then they like eventually took Slimer off the Ecto Cooler box. And kids it don't know what the fuck Slimer is. And then it was like, like it was yes co- we do. It was called Ecto Cooler mm-hmm. it was green, and then kids had no idea why. There's no frame of reference. Ecto oh, so. Cooler was the best. That was my yeah. beverage of choice. Pure sugar it's for like, uh, Mega Joe Cola. And then every once in a while you get a. Somebody out there has to remember this. Every once in a while, you know, you take the shit to school, school to lunch. Of course. With fluff. And every once in a while, you get an ecto-cooler that was like something happened to it and it like fermented. And then you have like ecto-cooler wine. What? You never had that no. happen? Oh, every yeah, once in a while you'd hot. get one where you drink it like this tastes funny. And it <laughs> then was you'd be yeah, day. man, it was like ecto cooler wine in the juice box. Seriously, <laughs> you drink that shit and you're like a little kid. You know <laughs> fucking buzz. <laughs> That's like a poor man's ripple right there. It's <laughs> like like, like, it's like, night like a twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, gross. A wine cooler. Well, <laughs> night train there. <laughs> oh god. I see ecto cooler <laughs> wine, man. At the second half of recess, you're screwed for PE. If uh, if anybody remembers the, like, the cooler wine, yeah, please give us a shout out on yeah. Facebook uh, or, or hashtag, uh, hashtag hashtag yeah uh, on Twitter uh, on Twitter, Twitter us at, so at Sleepover. As you can tell, how out we
1: are during this podcast. We, we 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 tried to do these two movies
3: justice. Um, not sure we uh, don't don't. I'm, just, I'm not sure if we succeeded. I don't know if we succeeded. Yeah, we gave it our all. We tried, but you know what? I guess it, it, we do have a handicap of doing this at like five in the morning, going through. I did point out after we did it that these might have been the perfect movies to do back to back because there's actually so little going on. Yeah, <laughs> and they them. are they, and
1: they are back to back like they they are literally. Yeah, back it's to back. you know it's not. Uh, I it's was gonna say it's w- no w-
3: Bride of Frankenstein or Halloween Two, but, I, but it is like kind of. That's what I'm saying. <coughs>
1: <coughs> Two weeks ago when we teased these, we were saying it is no Bride of Frankenstein or Halloween Two, but it kind of is because literally they're coming back that night. Like
3: yeah, all right. <laughs>
1: The high <laughs> Five we know that through. it seems
3: like it's a year you later.
1: Know, but yeah, but it's actually the same night. Well, April, you got a great new apartment. April, you're looking a little different.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, April, you got. Yeah, oh d- I did want to point out that your chest size has got a little big. April, <laughs> the one thing I wanted to, I did forget. Where's Casey <laughs> <Joe>? Shh, <laughs> not this movie. I wanted to point out is that Raphael, the way he gets portrayed in the second one, he's like he becomes a dice. Oh, Yo, would display. you take a look at this place? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It's funny that they have the the, the
1: and. I do, it's sad that they don't bring Corey Feldman back, and I was going to say Corey Hamm, but it's, so it's like, you kind of miss him and then you don't, I don't know why, you know, it's, it's, these choices, I don't, I don't know, that was the early
3: 90s, he must, he might have been dealing with, like drugs and
1: stuff, issues, you know That they decided we're not And this to is do clearly it. Sadly a paycheck For David Warner He's like sure
3: I'll do it but you know Yeah David Warner Looks like he's One of those guys That'll do just About anything Yeah god bless I'm him not, I'm not knocking it yeah, <laughs> You know it's a I always I say uh, I know. just gotta act Yeah yeah
1: yeah Exactly <laughs> Gotta make a living You can't you can't deny work Because nah, I
3: don't think He ever starred in anything It was, not, he was never like He was like the lead In anything
1: Omen maybe closest I'm sure he when was We like just don't know Partial lead You know I them. mean time bandits Was he still Just trying <laughs>
3: Does he plays a good bad
1: guy? Yeah, you, you know what? He, I want to say he does. I didn't want to say he got typecasted, but you know, he he plays a good bad guy. You know, uh, one of my favorite roles, Titanic. He's in that as the manservant. I do believe this ship may sink. <laughs> he's very good in that. David Warner. God bless him. He's, ar- he's already he's got his own bronze statue yeah, that, in the, yeah, in you know know the black
3: <laughs> in the Saturday Night
1: Movie Sleepovers <laughs> Hall of Fame, wherever that is deep below the, the recesses in New York city. Like
3: a big thing and it will add a little name yeah pla- each, each, each to one. it every time
1: every time we put like someone in a Stanley in
3: Cup we should we should get some <laughs> it's like a giant VHS tape <laughs> <We should laughs>
0: covered we with get, little
1: I would say we should get some some <coughs> or some uh uh animation company do a really shitty animation from like the 80s of like going down the hall and you look up and it's different people you know or like you said like a big VHS tape like a Stanley Cup so are we rating
3: these movies Whew. Yeah, sure. Why not? All right. Uh, would you get? do? You, do we d- rate them together, or do we rate them? No, uh, don't know. Separately. Um, I don't know. Because on a scale of like <laughs> sleepover movies, yeah. I mean, I'd say they're pretty high in terms of sleepover movies. I mean, in terms of like yeah, sleepover movies, you know, quality, like four, of four, quality artistic of artistic cinematic expression. Yeah, maybe not so high. <laughs> yeah, first one maybe a little higher, but. Uh, I don't uh, know yet. Yeah. I'd say as a sleep. I mean, they were so fucking big, man. How could you not give them like a 4 or 5? Yeah,
1: I know, especially with the I mean, they they succeeded in making their money back as well. I mean, you could I mean, could be it, a steaming pile of shit, but look how good they did. I mean, it was like, like I mean, it was a phenomenon. For
3: our age, for the age we were when they came out, like the shit was, it was like dr- marketed right to us. I mean, it was
1: uh, d- on purpose probably. They are like, look what Batman did. Look what Dick Tracy did. Here you go, you know? And it, I mean,
3: it, obviously I don't know if it was as it wasn't as like groundbreaking as Batman but I'd say it was pretty damn close in terms of like how big it was when it came out. I mean it was a big deal.
1: Especially for the first one being an independent film. You know, that's crazy yeah. it to be, Yeah. You,
3: you know, they stretched that money pretty well, too. I know. It's I don't think there's good. any
1: flaws in it. The acting is superb. I mean, I mean, in a sense of, like, <laughs> technically. You know, How they didn't get an Oscar like. nomination. I know. <laughs> you know, that's surprising. I wonder if they did
3: Why didn't they get anything for, like, technical they achievement? They might. There, you, you know, know that's, a, that's a good point. They might have deserved what it. What the, the hell? hell? I wonder <laughs> what else came out in 19. 19- we have to look to see, like, what got nominated. <laughs> well, Dick for
1: Tracy those. was 1990, so maybe that kind of got, that stole it from them. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. At least to get a nod. Give me a nod. Give him a nod. nod. Jim Henson died. (laughs) Jim Henson's last Yeah, come on. What the heck? God bless you. God bless you, Jim Henson, Henson. wherever you are. God bless you for thinking this was too violent, but (laughs) you've scarred us for years (laughs) with Dark Crystal and other movies that we couldn't remember the name of. Okay, so yeah, I would say this is pretty high on the Richter scale of um, sleepover, sleepover f- movies. Buckets
3: of pizza, man! Four, I'll give it four. I'll go. I'll give it four buckets of pizza uh,
1: for sleepover. Out movie. of five, I'll, I'll I'll be with you. I'll, I'll raise you and Maybe do four out of four <laughs> point five out of five. Uh, individual movies, I would probably score the first one maybe like a three out of five, and this one like a two two point five out of five.
3: As a as a uh, as an individual as a, sleepover, as, a, standalone. <laughs> as, a sli- as a as a sleepover combo though yeah as a
1: sleepover combo then together rating right the movies I would say it'd have to be because <laughs> of the. St- the first, one the, be, one. Yeah, <laughs> the first one hold it up a little better than the second one. I would have to say probably altogether. Yeah. A solid three, three <laughs> out of five, th- three point five out of five there. Because you see what the second one lacks, the third one the first one makes up in. So,
3: you know, I kinda like it even it all comes out in the wash. It does all come out in the wash. So in uh, terms of recommendations, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, because it's a double feature. Yeah. I don't know if we need right.
1: you know. I third mean we've one. already we always say, <laughs> yeah, let's see the third <laughs> one. But we could be re- recommending a complete shitter, you know, because I think that one flopped. I don't remember that one being. I was out of it by then, so yeah, that's why I never out saw of it, it. By then, which is so did I don't you know see if the that was recorded.
3: The, not the new, not the second of I the new I did.
1: Ones. I saw the fir- not the one that comes out this weekend. I did see the first one, the, the one from 2014, and that one was interesting because that was like the conceit was that it, they knew it was a comic book. So the movie is like a comic book. So it's it's like half the movie is a freaking video game. Did you see it? Yeah, I watched it on
3: like Epix or something. Yeah,
1: half the movie is like that whole sequence where they're going down the hill in Westchester with the truck and it's like a half hour of them surfing. It's like it's – I can't tell where the the, the live action starts, the live and begins. I had a friend of mine who um, I work with at at, uh, my job. He's a cameraman, but on the side he does security work. And, like, that's his part-time job. So sometimes he'll, like, you know, do, like, bodyguard work for, like, Tom Cruise or whoever some people. So he was doing security work for the first one in Times Square, and he was saying it was hilarious because he had not seen the movie yet. But he was watching that, you know, because at the end of the movie, of this movie, the climax is they're on top of a tower in Times Square, and they're going to release this gas in the air, which is going to mutate everybody. So they're trying to stop the shredder. Spoiler. Yeah. And... um, (laughs) Uh, stuff starts falling off the side of the thing, so you have people like all the stuff hitting the ground. People are moving, so he was saying it was really interesting all day watching these these groups of people. They're like Group One, run! Group Two, run! Group One, act scared! Group Two, act scared! So it was like it was a lot of that all freaking day, and then they yeah, added yeah. CGI and everything. Uh, I, you know, I thought the, the I liked it, and I bet you if I was a kid, I would have loved it. Yeah. But uh, it was a little too comic booky for me in the sense where just of like I said the delineation between live action and video game. I couldn't really, computerization, I couldn't really tell. And then the Shredder, like that whole end part at the end where he's got that super suit and he's fighting him and then nobody can get him down and they can't stop him. And he didn't have any superpowers that I knew of. So it's yeah. like all he had is like he was fighting, he basically had the suit from Alien, or aliens, he's in Ripley's freaking payloader suit and he's beating the crap out of him and nobody can stop him and it's so <laughs> it's kinda like you know, I don't know. That I was I guess I'm looking a little too much into it. But yeah, um yeah. I like the concept enough and I like that you know there's there's a there's a semi reveal in it that you may not know about and I kinda like that. So yeah, I mean it was
3: honestly I it's for me it was like completely forgettable. Like I don't Yeah. Like I remember But you remember bits about Things it. about it. I don't remember. I didn't like the casting really or what's like her
1: face in it. I don't I remember wish,
3: like the plot. So it's like it certainly wasn't bad enough that like I remember it sucking. But yeah, like, It wasn't good enough for me to be like like I couldn't uh, I also had
1: problems with who fi- figure out who which one was. Like I was trying to r- it was I was really trying to figure out who like the Donatello was or who which one Leonardo was. I thought visually they looked really awesome. They looked kind of like m- more like the original
3: Comic art. (laughs) I wish I had a score like that.
1: But (laughs) I just couldn't. I couldn't tell. What is that? That Sounds like marbles.
0: All of a sudden, like, Lou gonna come out. <laughs> do the Mario swing, your all from side to side. Come I on, let's know. do I'm the Mario. So I
1: it's like, I, I couldn't, I was really trying to figure out I, I, who was who, but then I, you know, I I, I the was. Hell, they were
3: color-schemed? Yeah, but I couldn't, it was so quick, and then it's like, I all couldn't all figure what we all looked the same. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, they're the old racist, <laughs> you know. But then I liked how they, they did it, like, the, the actors who did the voice work were actually the actors who did the the live action action capture because they had yeah, them yeah. they had like they had fake like turtles on their backs with like freaking you know that those cameras on their faces so they can capture the motion but i didn't like what's your face i, w- I wish they got like a girl more like um uh who's the girl katie perry like i wanted like someone like her where she's like jumping around and she's jingling jingling <laughs> a little bit <laughs> yes. mean, yeah. someone with
3: a little more uh yeah a little a little b- bit b- more uh, going, going on
1: a in little the f- bagosh in their kibosh you know what i mean so it's like a l- i don't know so it was, you know, I was glad I saw it. It is forgettable. It was like eye candy. It's like in the old days when we, when I used to go to the movies just to see a movie, I would have enjoyed it.
3: Yeah, yeah. You know, I agree. It you was know, I, I,
1: I really did enjoy that live, a, uh, the, not live, the animated one they did from two, two thousand seven, the TMNT. I don't know if AT. I ever saw that. one. That was fun. That I know was the good. new one
3: looks it got crane, it's got crane. Or yeah, crane I know. Or I got crane. Krang,
1: and Bebop. I, I didn't. See, I haven't seen the previews yet. So I'm, when this podcast is over, I will load it up on my phone and hopefully the Wi-Fi will let me. Uh, you know, the, the little thing anyway. spinning around, let me get it through. a long night. Yes. Two
3: movies. Yeah, it kicked hopefully, our asses. Hopefully it didn't uh, yeah. diminish the, uh, the, the the listening the, experience Yeah. You know, if you
1: guys are still with us, man, God bless you. God bless you. You're still with us on this one. We have some fun stuff coming up in the near future, so we may hold off on another double feature until we're, we're, we're well-rested. Um but in the meantime, we do have an exciting summer extravaganza on board. Uh, we did start the series of Gritty New York <laughs> <laughs> with, <laughs> with the turtle, written in the, <laughs> the, <Yeah>. turtle. <laughs> the turtle two we movies be because the second one too is is, is is pretty gritty too. Where they're like, yo, hey, you know, it's welcome to New York, that kind of a thing. Hey, um, escape from New York. Yeah, we got a lot of fun stuff coming out over here. <laughs> you know, uh, maybe we'll do some more <laughs> Vanilla <laughs> Ice <laughs> movies. There is,
3: there is one moment I don't remember, remember which movie it is. Maybe it's the, maybe the first one. Oh, it's the second one where like the the delivery guy kid is like I'm gonna go undercover with the foot and then they meets the foot by like the bridge and the queen's like alright you two <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> the no guy who's sure. explaining come here you guys you know yeah and they're all
1: wearing like leather jackets <laughs> and it's very much like you know ra- they're extras right out of like central casting for like a Rocky but you
3: just gotta listen to me cause uh, the foots you know yeah. you guys gotta understand what the foots are gonna be about okay <laughs> so whoever can t- do the belts
1: <laughs> who can take the bells off without making a bell sound it's gonna be <laughs> the foot guy. A lot of yous don't make it to this point, but yous are gonna do it. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So um, check us out on Facebook. Check us out on Twitter. Check us out on um, on our, our, our page. We have our, our regular home page. We have a lot of extras in each um, each one of our postings. That, you know, like we like to call further reading. Uh, Blake, you have a book that's that's being printed as we speak.
3: Scored to Death. It's about uh, horror film music. And the composers that write it, check it out. It's actually available for pre-order now on Amazon. Scored to death. Yes, and that's you also on Facebook yeah. and Twitter, you can follow updates and whatnot there. Um, I've got <laughs> nothing on that side. <laughs> I think we gotta end with a little T U R T L E power. Yeah. <laughs> well, the Voles in nutshell. <laughs> well that should be on later.
0: Power. Out hour, the hours, you are out the. Months, two months, two months, two months. Of a shell they're the heroes for In this day and age, who could ask for more? The crime wave is high, with muggings mysterious All police and detectives are furious Cause they can't find the source Of this lethally evil force This is serious, so give me a quarter I was a witness, give me a report Call April O'Neil in on this case Hey, you better hurry up, there's no time to wait We need help, right like, quick, on the double Have pity on the city, man, it's in trouble we need heroes like the Lone Ranger, When Tonto, came pronto when there was danger. They didn't say we'd be there in half an hour, cause they displayed triple- <laughs> She spied the bad guys and saw what happened But before she knew it, she fell in the trap And got caught yeah, she was all alone with no friends and no phone. Now this was beyond her worst dreams, cause she was cornered by some wayward scenes. if by Shreya, they were anything but good. Misguided on love, they called them the foot. They could terrorize and be angry youth. And they the people who needed proof. Then from out of the dark came an awesome sight Shouted cowapunga as they hit the ground. From the field of weeds, the heroes rescue the flower, cause they possessed it. When
2: you stand
0: for what you believe in, you find the strength to do what's right, that's true. On a half shell, they're on a mission. When there's a battle, got the enemy wishing if they stayed at home. Instead of fighting these ninja masters with moves like lightning, still once normal. But now the mutants split the teachers, so they are the students. Leonardo, Michelangelo, and Donatello Make up the team with one other fellow Rafia. He's the leader of the group, transformed from the norm by the nuclear group. Pizza's the food that's sure to please, these ninjas are into pepperoni and cheese. Back to the story, it's not hard to find, ninjas not just in the body, but of the mind. Those were the words that the master instructed, but a letter from Shredder has splintered darkness. That was the last straw, spring into action. Step on the foot, now they're gonna lose traction. Now this is for real, so you fight for justice. Your shell is hard, so you shout, they can't dust us more. That's some old coffee table, since you've been born, you've been Will enable to defeat the snake, protect the weak, fight for rights and your freedom to speak. Free. Now a villain is chilling, so you make a stand. Back to the wall, put your sword in your hand. Remember the words of the teacher, your master. Evil moves fast, but good moves faster than light. Shining through your illumination, good versus evil equals confrontation. So when you're in trouble, don't give in and go sour. Try to rely on your true power. 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 power
2: kids go
0: ninja go ninja go. go ninja go ninja go go ninja go ninja go go ninja go ninja go go
2: go go go, go.